Welcome to Mo Rhino Watch episode number three. My name is Joshua Lehman and this is my bearded muse. We are on the air. Mr. Brett O'Rear. How is everybody tonight? Welcome, welcome. Um, wonderful news. Uh, we are still in studio with Mr. Sam Johnson. Hey, Sam's here. Sam. Welcome, Sam. The man. Magnificent Johnson. Man. Sam the man. It doesn't quite rhyme. Sort of like Sam the man. <laughs> You know, I go Sam. back and listen to that later. That's gonna be like, well, that yeah. was funny. Sam, you should clip that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, let's, there's a lot of things. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So, anyways, good uh, to have you, Sam. We are in two gender studios. Super happy to be here. Super thankful. Yeah. Um. So first things first, and I'm lost a lot of my pages. Ah, uh, get it together, Josh. I'm get trying to find it. There it is. There it is. I found it. Mm-hmm. I found it. All right, one thing I cannot do is watch the YouTube video at the same time, or I will spin out. No, don't do that. Because it is delayed you got a, a show to do. You, can't, you don't have time to watch YouTube. This is very true. So first thing first, let's talk about our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, yes, yes. We added a new one this week, didn't we? Well, we, we, we added a new engagement this week, but um, uh, okay. we will have his commercial uh-huh. put together here shortly. Yes. Um, and we are very thankful to him. Who's uh, doing that commercial? Mr. Jason Amberson. Oh, Amberson, thank you, sir. We love yeah, you, brother. Thank you, Jason. Um, we are doing the commercial. We are. Yeah. Oh, so, right. guys, we if you didn't that, know, me and Brett actually are um, video producers. We do. And so, along with our sponsorship offers, based on the tier level or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, we will actually make you um, a video commercial that you can keep. We'll play it on our show. And um, yes, you, you can keep it. Yeah, you can keep it. Yeah, you can, you can nice. keep it. Yeah. Um, so it's not just a, a spot on the show, but it's also you get your content. You can put it on your social media websites or social media platforms and your website. You can also clip it. And um, if you desire, you can put it on TV, even though I don't know many people who watch old cable news yeah, TV I don't know or who anything watches, anymore. Yeah, a couple people, I'm sure. Anyways, okay, so our other sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, we talked about them last time. We're going to talk about them again, yep. even though it is early. And it's not quite Christmas yet. Well, you know, it's never too early to sign up for lights. That's true. Let's go, Brandon, Christmas lights. Let's go, Brandon, Christmas and lights. And he's hoping, he's hoping to add uh, a couple employees uh, by Christmas time, probably at, right after Thanksgiving. We're hoping uh, Joe Biden will be, yeah. will be unemployed. He'll probably and, and be looking for a job. He for Sam. And Sam like, the man. Let's go, Brandon. Sam the man. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, also, um, Cohen Cohen's Art and Framing. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, the wonderful woman who um, did our shirts. She does signage. She does custom frames. Uh, she can be um, what's the word when you when you're uh, commissioned to do paintings. Uh-huh. She's yep. that's she's amazing artist. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, I mean, she does pretty much everything there is to do with print uh, and design. She's a graphic designer. She's been doing it for over 25 years, mm-hmm. uh, and she is a spitfire. She's a lot of fun to yeah, be around. She is. Yeah, yeah. She's in uh, downtown Platte City, mm-hmm. across from the courthouse. Yes. Also, you can she everything she does too. She can do over the internet because you know we're in the interwebs these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure you check her out at CohensArtAndFraming.com, or you can just come to MoRhinoWatch.com, MoRhinoWatch.com, uh, and then go to the Patriot Sponsors page, and you will be able to find her links there, as well as Dina Me health and fitness, mm. right? And so this is um, a personal trainer. She has um, workouts on demand that you can buy uh, and use yourself. If you need training, she offers on-site training. 
I think she gave uh, some pointers to Sam. Oh, did he do some more he did push-ups? Some, yeah, he did some workouts uh, before the show today. How many push-ups did Sam I think uh, I was counting 14. He claims what? there was about 50, but I That is 100% increase from last, it was. last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> of course, most men should be able to do seven. Um, so At least he did seven. 14. Yeah, so he's yeah. double man. He's double man. Yeah, magnificent yeah. Sam yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Anyway, she does great work. She does. She's been doing it for 10 years. Um, she also has, um, she has an app which allows her to actually do train, personal training from afar. So even if you are, um, you know, across the, the world, literally, I mean, even if you're just across town and you don't want to get out your house and it's cold, yeah. uh, she can give you all of your custom workouts. She can also um, do meetings with you, direct open lines of, of chat and communication um, <clears throat> and all that good stuff. I did, yes, I did, I did 50. He did 50. I did 50. Oh, Sam's 50. talking, guys. Yeah. What was that, Sam? How many did you do? How many did you do? I did 50. You did 50. 50. 50. Well, somebody I don't believe you. Just because it was a, that was not enough time in between. <laughs> All right, I have to confess. This is the night of confessions. Uh, Sam did do 50. And I tried to throw him off. And I counted 16 twice. Uh, but I caught up, which is thirty-two. Yeah, which is thirty-two, and then but he, he surpassed that. He blew right more. past that to get to fifty. Look at this guy. Oh, the audience—if you could see him now. Oh man, that shirt, those wolves. Unimpressed. That's that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, look at them. Have wolves. you ever have you ever seen Kiff? No. Oh my gosh. What's Kiff? The guy who does all the remixes to like cat noises and stuff. Oh my god, he's amazing. Mm. If you guys ever want to see him, shout out to Kiff, the Kiffness. He is, is phenomenal. He a sponsor? He's not. Where's but that he bell? Should be. Ting. Should be. Ting. Where's that bell? <laughs> okay. Also, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that uh, notification button, and let's go ahead and get into the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, we got our first. I got my first. I mean, she did. They didn't CC you on it, but I got my first threat email. Ah. Friday. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get into that email, mm-hmm. I want to do an expose on myself. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. So I've done some. I've done some research of my own. <laughs> it was cold. It was a cold night mm-hmm. on January fifth in Parkville. Mm-hmm. Parkville. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, Parkville. You were at the Legion. I was Hall, at the American it? Legion. American Legion. At a at a at a mayoral debate and let me tell you something real quick before we go any further sure okay if y'all don't vote for jason sears in parkville you're gonna get a communist as your mayor (laughs) Mm. this is the only guy love jason sears by the way but this Mm -hmm. is the only guy who knew the constitution literally literally a girl said a lady a lady i'm sorry um young lady said um through her mask um i hadn't read the constitution but if i get elected i'll look into it Oh, that's not a joke. She said that? She said that. Yeah, she uh, said that. So anyways, mm. we were there, that's not uh, right. and I was at the American Legion and um, hanging out with peoples. It was a good night. I had a couple drinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I got into my truck. It was about 12 degrees, so I had my truck on and running. I was catching up to text messages. I had about... I don't know. I don't know. A lot of text messages to catch up to. (laughs) You're so popular. Oh, well, I just ignore my wife a lot. So that's really what it boils down to. But anyways, um, catching up to uh, my text messages and I'm in a parking spot um, and I am not moving or driving, but I am in a parking spot and I am, I do have my truck running. Anyways, um, somebody called the police and said that there was a man and a woman out there fighting. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they have a closed caption camera out there on the downtown. Uh-huh. Um, and so, did you see the footage? I did not see the footage, okay. nor do I yeah. care. Which, anyways, um, so they came out and they did their 
pin maneuver, mm-hmm. right? Like one here, one here. And I got out. So you and, can't escape. Yeah, so I couldn't escape. Uh, you were trapped. Right, I was trapped in my parking spot. In a warm car. Yes. <laughs> and um, anyways, they got out and um, they came to the window and, you know, I'm like, Hey guys, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of police. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely a fan. Yeah. Appreciate everything that you guys do, and even these individuals actually made friends with them. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, I did. <laughs> um, but um, afterwards, or during that time, you know, of course, they smelled alcohol in my breath, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, come gosh. to find out, the guy who was uh, doing the the talking to me was the DUI guy, uh-huh. and he was in he was training the new guy. <laughs> So it You're was part a, of the manual. It was a perfect. Yeah. It was a perfect opportunity. I mean, I, I definitely gave this guy, um, you know, the best experience that he could have had mm-hmm. dealing with um, a potential DUI. Okay. Right? Yep. Anyways, point being is, pulled me out of the, the truck, asked me questions. I was completely compliant because, again, I like cops, and I didn't think I had done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, I blew a breathalyzer test, and I blew over. Oh, I did. Gosh. So um, they took me over to the courthouse, mm-hmm. just me and them, yep. us two. They were really cool. They were like, we could tow your truck. I mean, the whole time they were telling me how like they were, they were being cool. You know what I mean? They were like, hey, we're being cool. You know, you've been great. We're going to be great. We're not going to tow your truck. I was like, oh, great. Thank you. It's in a parking spot. That's nice. It's in a parking spot. So I didn't know if it needed to be towed. But anyways, they didn't tow it. Yeah. And then when I was there, we went through the whole process and they told me all kinds of funny stories. And, you know, we were actually just having a dialogue and um, didn't charge me to leave. I guess you get charged. You know, I could say bailed out of jail. Right. Mm. But I was never in jail. Never went behind the bars or anything. Yeah. Anyways, they were like, we're not going to charge you the 750, 750 bucks to leave because you've been so cooperative and so mm-hmm. on. And so we were cool, um, processed me, whatever, and then let me go sit on in the lobby, wait for my wife to come pick me up. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a fun phone call. Yeah, I bet that was. That was a fun uh, phone call. So anyways. That's not ideal. Long story short is uh, I got my first offense of a DUI. Some people have joked and said it was an SUI sitting under mm. the influence instead yeah. of actually driving um but anyways got that it was my first offense i am not a, i'm not proud of it so don't don't think that i am yeah we're right? not making light of it we're not making light Drunk of it driving is a serious yeah. offense. yeah and and so Do got a dui and went to court and did all that good stuff but then um because it was my first offense because i had a good um recommendation from uh the experience itself they gave me what's called a suspended sentence, which mm. means it's not on my record, mm-hmm. which means I can legally tell anybody that asked me, have you had a DUI? And I could say, no, I've never been convicted of a DUI. Okay. So anyway, so now that everybody knows the story, mm-hmm. let me read the email I got. Yeah. Okay. So this is from Cardinals Fan 515. Cardinals? Cardinals Fan. I don't know if that's yeah. in St. Louis or whatever. It's got to be. And this is the thing. It came from a ProtonMail account. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that this person wanted to be secure. Yep. I have a, I, and this one's my Google account, so obviously I'm not really worried about being too secure. Uh-huh. Anyways, it says, Hi, Joshua. Do your followers know that you were pulled over in your F-150 in downtown Parkville on January 5th on suspicion of drunk driving? Ooh. Lie number one. Okay. I wasn't pulled over. Mm-hmm. I was already pulled over. Parked. Uh, after, you, after which you failed the standardized field sobriety test and blew a .133 BAC. It's all true. Uh, and were promptly arrested for drunk driving and taken into custody. Do your kids know? Mm. Have they seen the dash cam video like we have? So they have seen it. I guess. Uh, somebody has seen somebody it. Somebody has. Okay. Which is weird because like if they saw the dash cam footage, because we I was actually considering getting the dash cam footage and putting it out here, but it costs a lot of money to do that. Yeah, you don't have that kind of money. Yeah, I don't have that kind of money. Anyways, um, if they had seen the dash cam footage, would they have said that I got pulled over? 
because wouldn't they see that I was in a parking spot? Anyways. Um, anyways, um, have they seen the dash cam video like we have? Or is that just something you want to keep to yourself? Were you high also? <gasps> Was your little, or, or has your little cannabis consulting outfit not actually gotten off the ground? Guess respecting the rule of law doesn't apply to you and your rhino hunting friends. Sorry, rhino hunting oh, friends. Oh, in quotes. Yeah, they were in quotes. You hear that, Sam? You're a rhino hunter. You're a rhino friend. hunter, and that's in quotes. As you're fond, as you're fond of saying, voting records matter, but so do rap sheets. Patriots who res- uh, who respect the rule of law don't endanger their fellow citizens and law enforcement. I agree. Uh, maybe you should spend more time following the law instead of posturing and spewing your lies on social media. I hope you address this incident on your next podcast, so your four listeners, so your four listeners, oh, can hear your explanation for breaking the law and getting off scot free. So, Josh, speak to the four listeners, please. So, all of the four listeners out there, I'm sorry. I got a DUI sitting in a parking lot. I'm not, a pr- I'm not proud of it. But guess what? That DUI is probably one of the best things that happened to me in a long time. No joke. Because I haven't drank since January 5th, and it gave me the time and the bandwidth to start this show. Mm. So. It was an eye-opener for yeah. you, wasn't it? And yeah. my reply was, hey, friend. Glad to see you watched our show. Also glad to see it hit a nerve. I don't hide from my mistakes, and I guess this is your way of delivering a threat. That must mean I'm over the mark. I hope you tune in Friday at 7 p.m. for our live for God and Country, Joshua Lehman. So just wanted to put that out there on Front Street, right? Because I'm not hiding from anything. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. Uh, This was literally the most embarrassing one that I have, but I am realistic about it. The thing is, is this reminds me of that whole thing of when you can't destroy the message, you destroy the messenger. Mm -hmm. Because out of all this stuff that they put on here, um, they really were very condescending about it. Uh, But then at the same time, this this one line, maybe you should spend more time following the law instead of posturing and spewing your lies on social media. Hmm. You know what would have been really, really productive, Cardinals fan 515, is if you'd have told me what those lies were and gave me a correction. Because in addition to in addition, yeah, lambast me, yeah, you know, question my faith, question my my sincerity, question my relationship with my children. Sure, you should have issued a correction. I'm more than happy to correct anything that I say that is that is false. So maybe you'll follow back up now that you're hopefully you're watching this tonight. You seem like a fan. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll issue some corrections and then I can read that on here as well. But. Nothing that you guys are going to do is going to stop us from this mission. The truth is going to go forward. So, anyways, anyway. now that that expose is out of the way, I want to go get into the next thing of a ballot initiative. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So, last show, we talked about this whole, like, so the ranked choice voting, right? Which we'll go back into that as closer we get to actual voting day. And then this two thirds initiative petition. Well, I had the pleasure, and I mean this, I had the pleasure of speaking with the individual who um, really helped me understand the initiative petition process. And so I wanted to make sure that we took the time to explain it to everybody so that they would be able to understand how they should vote based on their knowledge. So, So in other words, I'm not saying I'm telling you how to vote. I'm telling you that I want to explain this process and the issues to you so that if you decide, well, when it comes out, you can decide how to vote. Because the thing is, is the initiative petition process is just a process 
that allows you to get signatures to get something on the ballot, right? That makes sense. So, in other words, Missourians have the right to, um, every, you know, everybody has the right to say, hey, I would like to create, have a law created or something created, mm-hmm. statutory. Statutory law, which means state or constitutional, it's that overriding document. And so, but the problem is, right, is that our current law, our current process is 50, is it's called a simple, simple majority process, right? Uh, which means it's just 50% plus one. So, and this is funny, like everybody that talks to me about this always uses legalized cannabis. That's why we have legal marijuana. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Sorry, I'm pro-cannabis, guys. I, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not saying go out there and smoke your weed. Or don't smoke There's your other weed. benefits of There's uh, definitely other benefits. Yes, getting agreed. Stoned. So my point is, 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 don't use that as your reasoning for initiative petition because you're going to throw a lot of people off. Anyways, so um, initiative petition allows you the ability with a, with a simple minority or a majority. So like with Medicaid expansion, we voted that in. We we the people voted that in. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is like. So when you have a simple majority, it, it's only who voted. So in other words, if only two people went out and, well, three, let's say three, three people went out and voted, you only need two of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, even though there's two million, is that like two million voters in Missouri? Something like that? Was that Sam? Is that right, Sam? Did you say something, Didn't you three say million last week? Uh, Coming back to Six you. million. <laughs> Coming in hot, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> so six million in the state, and, and then like two million I, registered. I, or I something just guessed. Like that. That oh, the, like the registered. Gotcha. So we know we know there's six million in the state. So we can safely say there's two million registered voters in the okay. state of Missouri. Okay. So what it's saying is it doesn't matter um, how many registered voters there are. It's only a simple majority saying you know. So like in one instance, there was 28 percent of voters who turned out. All they needed was 14 percent plus one person mm. to win that over. Well. A lot of people probably wouldn't want certain things. In other words, it's, it's a very flimsy law. Let me give you an example. In Orange County, over there in Cali, mm-hmm. right, they have the same initiative petition process as we do. And the problem is, is if you got two million bucks, which a lot of people do, we don't have two million bucks. Mm-mm. Microphone just hit me in the face. Yeah. If you had two million bucks, that microphone wouldn't be hitting you. I know. I would have. Uh, I wouldn't even need a microphone for something. You would have obviously. like something blocking you. Hey, whoa! I would be. It would be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it junk me. here, Sam. If I have two million dollars, I can get. Um, you I can get something on a ballot. It all anyway. I, well, I would spend it all. You heard me singing earlier. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, if I had one million, I'd spend it all. If I had two million, I'd spend, it, spend it just it all, yeah. as fast. Yeah. Um, I would buy two of everything. <laughs> Anyways, if you've got $2 million, you can spend the money necessary to get the signatures and get it on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And if you do a lot of good chorus of talking and slickability, oh, yeah, you have, you have the um, opportunity to get something passed that people just don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. In the sense that maybe someone's like, I don't understand this. I'm not voting. Well, guess what? You know, only Now you're just out of the, the, yeah. the calculation, right? So anyways, in Orange County, right, which is the biggest... Um, Republican Central Committee in the in the nation, huge. They spent eighteen million dollars to defeat an initiative petition mm. that they they have to fight every year almost, and it's um it's an initiative petition to put limits on what landlords can charge for rent. So they stopped that. Yes, that was the initiative. Yes, but it cost them eighteen million dollars to right. stop it, and all it takes is that simple majority of fifty percent plus one to say, "Yeah, I, you know, I want," which is actually a communist law mm-hmm. saying, like, "Oh, the state decides how much you can charge for rent." And this is California, so as inflation hikes up and they're yeah. paying for everything else, 
they'll tell you, nope, you can't go past $900 a month for this flat or whatever. And then you basically lose everything. Yeah. So the point is, is it's dangerous work because it, it offers people who have money and ill intentions the ability to coerce and control the, the, the legal process. Yeah. This is convoluted. Yeah. I may have to ask you to repeat most of this. Yeah. So, so the idea is, is if I have enough money, I can put something on a ballot, okay. right? Well, the only real way of, of kind of like, of making it fair so that we should, we should still be able to do a grassroots movement and get something put on the ballot yeah. and get it done. Sure. But the thing is, is, is what is the, 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 the standard of the vote, right? And so you have two different ways. Right now it's, again, simple majority. Of, of whoever's there, not a majority of voters, not a majority of registered voters, a simple majority of whoever comes out and votes, right? Okay. So if 10 people come out and vote, I only need six, right? So that, that's the idea. There are two different types of laws. There are statutory laws and there are um, constitutional laws. And the constitutional laws is that base document, that overriding document that, that the laws can't conflict with, yeah. right? Now, legislators... House and senators, they can repeal and change a statutory law. They cannot change a constitutional amendment. That has to go to the voters. That has to go to the people. By two-thirds. Or, uh, it's still a simple majority. Simple majority. With the, with, well, with the in- initiative petition, yes, it's still a simple, simple majority. Okay. So I think it's the U.S. Constitution. It has to be brought up by 65% and almost passed by 75%, maybe. It might be two thirds there too, yeah. but anyways, the point being is, is you don't want things added to or taken away from um, the Constitution that easily. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's what's interesting is, so like Medicaid expansion was was passed. Now, if you go out, I guarantee if you go out and ask the majority of people around here, they'd be like, "Hell no, we didn't want that." Mm-hmm. But because maybe not a lot of people knew about it, it got voted in. They didn't understand the language, whatever. That's you know how it happens. Uh, if it would have had a higher standard, maybe that wouldn't have passed. Now, something like term limits. Term limits passed with over 65%. Hmm. Right? So it's like if the things that are really concerned of the people are passed or are brought up, it's going to get passed. Point being is... You can do a statutory, a state law, which, which can be changed by legislators, right? House and Senate and governor. Or you can do a constitutional, which can't be changed, only can be changed by the people. Or can't be changed by the legislators, only by the people. So there are multiple different initiative petition uh, mixes, I guess you could say. In other words, maybe initiative petition law comes out and it says statutory has to be changed by two-thirds and constitutional two-thirds right so now these both get the two-thirds overriding maybe there's one that comes out and says statutory is only 50 percent plus one simple majority and constitutional is two-thirds right so there's different mixtures that can happen and then we have to understand what the impact of those mixtures are or what the simple majority is so in my mind just off of my understanding of this i think i would be for a simple majority for a statutory thing, mm-hmm. right? Which can be changed by our legislature, right? Uh, it can also be changed by the people for a simple majority again. So that's a fair, fair sway. Now, the constitutional thing, that's the thing that I think would probably deserve the two-thirds majority right? because that is that underpinning document that, that you know, it's, you wouldn't have people going and changing the First Amendment with just a simple majority. Correct. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So That should be a little bit more concrete 
obviously can be adjusted with the with the right numbers, but it shouldn't be just done every two years, every four years, whenever there's an election. Or whenever there's enough money. Yeah, or right? Money. So like right. the right path pack, these guys that, with that, that, that push and sponsor the baby killers in Washington University, mm-hmm. they call themselves Republicans, mm. they dropped $2.1 million into that pack in one day. Yeah. So if they have money. the money to do that, yeah. Well, one of the guys is a um, uh, um, airline scion. He's got, he gave sixty million dollars to St. Louis or to Washington University. That that's that's dropping the hat. For these what, guys. Was the, uh, what was the what was the over expand of what? No, it just just like a, dro- a drop. Yeah, of, yeah. Like he gave them to sixty million. To the, yeah, yeah. And and of course they you know they they put a plaque up in his name or something, right? Whatever. Oh. It's worth it. But I'm saying, like, they, they, these, there are these people out here, the, the establishment individuals, whether they're right or left, who've been controlling everything in Missouri, right? And if someone gets a wild hair and says, this is what we want to do, right? And they spend the time and the, and the money to get the signatures and then message on it and confuse people, mm-hmm. we want to at least have a high standard that if they're going to change our underlying document of the Constitution, okay? So that initiative petition is that... Um, the action, the initiative petition in itself is the action of going out with petitions, right? Getting signatures to get a specific law on the books for the, the voting term, mm-hmm. right? We want to make sure that we have the right things in place that make sure that it's not changing our constitution on a whim with yep. a simple majority. Um, and But then maybe at the same time allows for statutory changes to happen. Who knows? I, I don't, I don't, I don't have... Um, how many how many signatures? How many people need to sign that petition? Um, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's like a hundred thousand or something. I don't know. I don't know the, the mm-hmm. specific numbers. I feel like I heard a hundred thousand, maybe two hundred thousand or something like that. Right. But they need uh, uh, there is a threshold amount, and if you got the money, you can get them. Signed. You can get a hundred thousand. In, in yeah. no no problem. You can hire people at, at to all. Take the day off to go get some signatures. Well, with the with the whole cannabis thing, right? Mm-hmm. Medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. I hate that word marijuana. Uh, anyways. Um, there were three, three of those initiatives on the ballot that year, which was wild yeah. because two of those initiatives would have given a lot of power to one person, right? As a czar, mm. he was going to control everything. Well, thankfully, people were smart enough and didn't vote for those. And it was actually incredibly outnumbered what actually happened and, and so on. But anyways. Well, anybody who gets the title of czar is probably not a, a good person. That that's scary, want. right? Yeah, like, I'm the czar, I'm the health yeah. czar. Anyway, commies did that over in Soviet Union, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what, is that where it originated from? Yeah. That name? It sounds, sounds like that it. way. With I don't a know. C for sure. and a Z. Cesar. Cesar. Yeah, Cesar. Maybe it's from Caesar. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's from there. Yeah, Ides of March. Anyways, so the idea is, is with the initiative petition, let's just be educated about it. Mm-hmm. Initiative petition is a good thing if the grassroots swell up and do something that actually matters. It is a, it is a tool that deep state players or establishment players who have deep pockets can use to get whatever it is that they want done. Um, and the only real recourse we have, is besides staying informed and staying engaged all the time, is raising that standard a bit. So we'll keep you all informed on the actual bill that hits, or the actual offered bill that hits to be voted on. We'll, we'll, we'll go through the details and, you know, everybody just make the best decision. And this just came across your, uh, your table. Uh, last night. Last night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. By the grace of God, I was talking to somebody. I talked to one person. I talked to another person. I went through three different people yesterday. Wildest day. Uh, and then met this guy over the phone and he broke all this down for me. I mean, phenomenal. He's yeah. a, um, a really good dude. Yeah. Uh, I was very thankful. He's a good resource. Um, any, any, 
he had um, interaction with this this area of law, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just there. He just offered the examples and let let me form my own opinions. Yeah, uh, which was nice. So, anyways, initiative petition process. We may want a two thirds. I personally want a two thirds for the Constitution. I don't know if it's necessary for anything for statutory state level stuff, uh, but definitely want that. Yeah. We'll follow that up. We'll put some stuff on our site probably once. We're yeah. Well, once we get into these, we're gonna we're out. definitely gonna figure out a way to break down all of, <laughs> break down all of the um, the laws and things that are gonna come down. Uh, and so, if you want to keep up with that, please like, share, and subscribe, and hit the bell. Hey, <laughs> Sam, such a pusher. Isn't okay. Um, so, anyways, now we're gonna move into Brett's piece on the new DHSS, Department of Health and Senior Services Acting Director. Yeah, so this came out just this week on Tuesday. Governor Dolly has announced uh, an acting director because of the whole Kowaroff thing. So uh, Dolly has now put a new new name out. And I don't know much about her. I did a little bit of research uh, on her. Um, uh, I just don't know much about her, but Paula Nicholson is her name. Uh, any of the listeners know anything about her? Do a background. Anyway, um, she's been in government for the last 22 years. Uh, she played a big part in the uh, the whole pandemic. Missouri um, uh, uh, heavily involved to get you know uh, nurses, uh, other healthcare workers in the hospitals around the um, during the pandemic when the when the uh, cases were up and the. Uh, the hospital, ho- the hospitals were allegedly overrun, or whatever. Uh, the thing that stood out to me, well, the thing that stands out to me again is that she is an acting director, and Parsons is not going to bring her up for a vote or well, the way, have to. The way he talked about it, right? So, yeah. So he got he got he got defeated by the people in Moon yes. and, and the other conservative yes. um, yeah. caucus members. So this is, this is the replacement for yeah. Kowaroff. Right, the replacement yeah. for Kowaroff. And he made this snide comment that I read where mm-hmm. he goes, I don't know, maybe she'll be acting for the next month, the next quarter, or the next three years I'm in office. Uh, months down the, down the road or next year is when she could potentially be confirmed. Right. See, that is, um, that's scary to me. Yeah. Because, okay, you have to have an actor, you have to have somebody in in place while someone gets confirmed. I get that. I, I completely get that. He has, um, um, is that his prerogative? Yeah. My prerogative? Is, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it word, is. And, and this is what's so weird too, right? Because remember with Trump, mm-hmm. they had these battles all the time with uh, getting people getting people appointed and yeah. you know, made such a big deal out of it. And he even said, he goes, when you, when you have acting people, they, they have a lot more flexibility. They do. can do things. They do. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that could be the consequences for, um, for fighting so hard for Karloff, which I believe was, was the right thing one. to oh, do. 100%. And, you know, we could do some digging on Nicholson. I hope, I hope she's great. Me too. You know, to have these constant battles with, with your governor isn't always healthy. But we have to have the right people in place for Agreed. that. So um, anyway, so she was part of overseeing um, bringing in an outside company to uh, or at a state company um, to bring in some of these nurses, these healthcare workers for these hospitals. So if when the when the hospitals were, quote unquote, overrun, when they were overrun, she yeah. she contracted outside. Yes. Yeah. So force yeah. So she went help. outside the state, okay. which. Okay, I have a problem with that, but maybe there was there was nobody in state who right. could do it, or maybe they were 
they couldn't do it, uh-huh. whatever the case may be. Or the problem that I have, yeah, so they did a no-bid contract, Interesting. which is always a red flag to me, uh, to a Texas-based company, the SLSCO, uh, uh, which is the Sullivan's Land Service Company. Uh, they're owned by the Sullivan Brothers. I don't know much about them. But anyway, I guess they had a lot of issues with no-shows. That's interesting. Yeah, so they had the no-bid contract. Hospitals were needing, and we have we can put this on the side of, of all the hospitals, but um, you know they were um, uh, wanting these nurses to come in. These hospitals were expecting these nurses to come in to help out, and there were no-shows. Just no-shows. You know, that... No show. What are you going to do? You, know, you sign up for <laughs> well, it. We expect you to be here. Well, it's, right? it's also like it was our money. We it was paid our for money. it as taxpayers. Yeah. Yep. And they needed them. Yep. And they were out of state. It was a no bid. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't show up. Right. Sometimes. Not all the time. Not all the time. They, yeah, they, not they all the never time. showed up, but yeah. there were no show issues that obviously no show issues. were enough that came up in your research. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so my question is, and, and, and Nicholson, to her credit, she found it to be unacceptable, not only to the state, but to the taxpayers, because who do you th- Right. That money comes right. from us. Right. So uh, to her credit, she had issues with that. Of course, where's the no bid? Why the no bid contracts? Yeah. You know, when you do no bids, what's the connection? Right. Well, and especially like when you do no bids, it's usually like the only upstanding reason to do no bid is because this 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 company or this person comes with such uh, good reviews. Right. Or, or yeah. you know. Good standards, good, good standards. quality, good process. And to have no, you know, and, and who knows, maybe it was because... You know, there was so much overran. It's just weird. It's like, if they were overran, was Texas not overran? I don't know. This whole COVID thing just got me sideways anyways, because I don't believe anything anybody (laughs) says because they've lied to us so much. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam, get tested. Sam needs a nurse. Sam needs a test. Let's get a no big contract for Sam. You need a PCR test to tell us if you have COVID or not. Oh, phone's ringing. Answer the phone, Sam. Yeah. So anyway, so she has been nominated as, or she is the acting director. I say we keep an eye on it and just for see sure. where it goes. Well, we just need um, to keep an eye on it. Dolly's not to be trusted. Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's really not so much her or anyone in that directing role, but what is what are the policies that are rolling out? Correct. Because what about those four... Um, those four tests. Fluidine tests, th- right. Yeah. Are we still utilizing those? Right. Are those still getting used? Right. Um, is the plan already in place and she's just going to take over what's already uh, already in play? I, I have a that. hard time believing that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. came in here and incorporated for nothing. Right. Um, I have a real hard time thinking that they went away silently. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, that's the big thing. We do need to keep a staunch eye out for anything to do with these policies rolling out. Right. Anything right. at all, because as soon as there's that other um, that other article that we talked about last week that we didn't have the time to go over, it was talking about how states all over the nation are now um, rolling out that health passport, right? And the yep. thing is, these things sound so benign, right? Because it's oh, it's a health passport. Well, first and foremost, passport is is your pass to go right. through a portal, right? Or go through into another territory. And if we you don't have, have it, what happens? You get right. turned away? You gotta start showing papers? What yeah, is that? Yeah, you used to have to that, show papers. That's unacceptable. Right, and and well, so it's funny because the, the gentleman that I talked to um, about the initiative petition, you know, he said a really wonderful thing. He goes, you know, the whole reason I got involved out of the private sector is because, you know, my his dad fought in World War II, and his dad said, son, I fought, and he, he signed up when he was 17. Mm. His dad, his, so his grandfather, grandfather had to give his dad permission, which he did. And he went over and he fought in World War II 
so that we wouldn't have to be asked for papers. Right. I think people just don't understand. We're so disconnected a lot of the times sure. from that war and from all the things that they've fought for and what Germany was doing, what the Nazis were doing specifically, mm-hmm. how they were treating their people. Not only that, the communists. It's strange how you're always taught about Nazis in high school and in in middle school and so on. I was never taught about commies, never taught about communists, even though it's 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 speculated that they killed anywhere between 80 to 100 million people. Yeah, I think it's like six million people that. Six million Jews them. is the, is right, the, the Nazis, of the Nazis right? Nazis were blamed for, which is horrible. Yeah, but but when but when you say eighty to hundred million, and it was from democide, and what democide is 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 basically a practice by the government. Mm-hmm. It could be starvation, it could yeah. be work camps, uh, it could be putting them into isolation, like in COVID, until they kill themselves. All kinds of different stuff. Yeah, but you know, people like Pol Pot, Lenin, Stalin. Um, Mao, Mao, Mao of yeah. all people, right. but we they don't they don't get taught about that. It's because that has been infused into our culture right. and into our educational system, higher learning. If you look up, everybody out there, if you want a rabbit trail to understand the depths of everything, look up the Frankfurt School of Thought. They are the ones who founded and brought in critical theory, mm-hmm. which is the foundation for critical race theory, criti- critical gender theory, all of the different things. Emotional, where they, what is that? The, social the, emotional learning. Social that's emotional the, yeah, learning. That's, that's their mechanism to judge it. But yeah. that, they're the ones that brought it in. They came over in the 30s and they took over, they, they infiltrated all the institutions uh, like Berkeley and um, um, all the different Ivy League schools and the higher prestigious schools, and they started teaching this critical theory. And what's crazy is they were the ones behind um, the hippie revolution. Yeah, and and they were using them. Yeah, that was in, yeah that was that was that was that was taken over. That was about your era, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shots fired. Um, so um, no man, I was over in the rice paddies. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was drafted. I was poor to be a hippie. That was um, when all of that stuff started. You know, they yeah. infiltrated and they put it into our educational system. And that is the reason why we have such a corrupt school system right now. Um, I don't want to rift on this until you're done. So Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's uh, I just wanted to bring it out that this is week. I'm sure a lot of people have thought or have heard about it as well. I just want to keep it on everybody's radar. And we'll follow it up. We'll follow up and Absolutely. make sure that uh, things are right. But my concern is, all right, now they have somebody acting. He doesn't plan on getting her com- confirmed for another six months or a year. Right. What's going to be done? We what damage can it. be done in that amount of time? Can anything be stopped? Can the legislature force a vote? That's something I would like to look into as well. Yeah. Anybody or knows or it, yeah, create know. legislation that blocks their any kind of tyrannical overreach. That's correct. You know? That's correct. Um, unfortunately, I feel like we're in a stalemate with these um, yeah. these rhinos. Just remember, guys, there's Rhinos, Lincoln Huff, Bill White, Sear Point, um, Caleb Rowden, Dave Schatz. Uh, remember these names because these guys Mr. are... Bean. Mr. Bean. Um, these guys are our enemies. Um, so we want to make sure we, we keep our sights on them um, you know, and make sure that they stay accountable yeah. for, the, for the whole thing. Yeah. So... Before we move out of this and we move into um, our main topic for the night, which is Eric, not Greitens and not no, Schmidt, no, 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 this but Eric. A, it's an acronym for right. something, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Before we get into that, I just want to talk about the schools, the school system. It's going to be quick. And and before we get into that, please like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bell. 
<laughs> he's waving this paper, and if I don't do it, he will start panicking. <laughs> so I, I made sure I did. Tell okay. me, man. I told you from the first show, this guy runs a tight ship. He does run a tight, run a tight ship. 50 Anyways, push-ups, man. 50 push-ups. So I was talking to this amazing woman. Um, I've met a bunch of amazing women uh, lately from, from the mama bears, super moms is what you would call them. Yep. Uh, especially this, um, recently, the most interaction I've had was with the St. Charles County Parents Association. These ladies are... Fire, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, they're they are getting it done. Yeah. Um, anyway, she was teaching me about um, how they don't have critical race theory. They don't have it. You can say, oh, are you doing, are you using critical race theory? And they'll be like, no. Oh. And then they'll be like, are you using Common Core? No. Because <laughs> because what they've done is they've they've taken out, so, so you have a paper and it says Common Core and it has all the language in it, right? Well, they struck the paper title, Common Core goes away, and then they took the language and then infused it into the Missouri education standards, mm-hmm. right? And then they do the same thing with critical race theory. Oh, no, we get rid of that title. We take the language, which language is everything, guys. Please understand that. Language is everything. And they take it and they put it into the Missouri standards, the education standards, right? So they say, no, we just follow our standards. Our teachers just follow the standards. We don't do critical race theory. We just follow our standards, whatever. Um, and so what it has done is it's a, it is hidden the critical race theory. It's hidden the common core and all the other destructive practices. Um, and it offers the ability for the teachers who have been heavily indoctrinated in this garbage to go out and find their own curriculum, right? And so what they've actually created is a system that is for the bad teachers. It's not a system that is for our children. It is not a system that is for America. It is not a system that promotes um, a future, a true future for these kids. It's a system that pr- promotes divicity. Is that a word? Did I just come up with a new word? Is that a new word? The word of the week? Divicity? Diversity? Divicity. Ding, ding. Divicity. But it, it promotes divisiveness. Divisiveness. There Ooh, you go. There it is. I knew you were going to say it again. I knew you were going to say it. It's going to say a lot, a lot more now. Yeah. But anyways, the point is, is what, I, what my concern is, is that we spend a lot of time trying to take back these school boards, which I absolutely think is necessary. Absolutely. All I'm thinking is, all I'm saying is there's a two-prong approach. Right. Just getting on the, getting the good people on the school board is step, step one. Step that doesn't one. end the fight. No. And so, so, so and, and really, why is everybody doing this? Because of masks. Like, so CRT yeah. was a big deal, for sure. It is a big deal. So is the Huge. Common Core. And in fact, that has... Even more far-reaching implications than the masks do, even though the masks are are, are proven to be absolutely abhorrent what they've done to our children. But the masks on the kids are what has gotten the parents fired up enough to get involved. And now we need to understand that, okay, we've, we've come to the trenches. Now we need to go even further. And so the masks have opened their eyes to the other issues that the kids are being taught. Actually, and they've sending the kids home to do the online learning it was, was probably yes, the blessing it, yep. in disguise yep, because even the though parents the were damage like, it caused what yeah what, what did your teacher just say yeah you do what yeah yeah so anyways so the system is created to allow indoctrinated bad teachers bad teachers sorry you're out there and you're a bad teacher if you're teaching these kids that they are lesser or that somebody is better or that they are guilty for for the color of their skin or they are oppressed because of the color of their skin right. you are a bad teacher um, it's terrible. But it creates that environment that allows them 
to continue to teach that curriculum, to continue to teach that. Now, let me ask you something, because you, you talked about this the other day. How are they able to take that and build their own curriculum? Aren't there standards yeah, that's the that standards. they have to follow? Right. There's a curriculum that is handed down, what, from the Fed, from the state, whatever? It, so, so, but the so, teachers are allowed to come up with their own they, Yeah, so, so basically you can handbooks? think of it as like the, the, the standards, the Missouri Education Standards they've created are like guidelines, okay. right? And those guidelines make this framework yeah. that all they have to do is fill in the blank, right? In other words, this is, you want to teach purple. Well, whatever shade of purple you want to teach is fine, right? So they, they come up with their own little ways of, of, of doing that specific, like math. Yeah teach math if you want to teach common core that's cool you know i mean it's like so so basically the framework or the the standards allow the teachers and promote the teachers doing um destructive teaching right mm -hmm. but what it doesn't do is it doesn't give the good teachers the people who got in it to raise good kids and give them a future and, and show them everything they need to be successful it doesn't give them so it suppresses them it's kind of like social media right now right you get on you get on twitter uh, or facebook you get shadow banned if you have a conservative view if you think america america is exceptional or anything else that you're shadow banned and put into a corner but then if you have these communist views or uh, the opposite mm -hmm. then you actually don't only get boosted but you also get these bots coming in and liking it so yeah. everybody else feels like you're the minority yeah. right so they create this framework it doesn't allow them to do the good teachers to do what they want to do and then it also strengthens the, the the radical teachers but if the but if the bad teachers could come up with their own curriculum couldn't the good teachers do the same they could but it doesn't it's it's just not the environment that it's it's like the same concept right of and and they have to do these social social emotional learning techniques or, or trials or whatever they're called mm -hmm. um, and that's how they judge how effective the curriculum is being and yeah there are probably still a lot of great teachers fighting that war because they realize if I leave well first of all where am I going to go yeah and then what are these poor kids going to do right yeah. but they're outnumbered right now because of the way the framework is and what the framework incentivizes so the ladies in the St. County or St. Um, Charles, Charles County, County Parents Association this is what this is the information they were able to give you Yes. That's what they're seeing in their county. Yes, and yeah. well, and the, the 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 structure itself. So so not only is it is it something in the county, it is also part of UNICEF and the mm. UN. Yeah, this is worldwide. Yeah, this is a is. worldwide tactic. Remember, they are trying to fight for a great reset to bring in the new world order. If you look at the back of your dollar bill, it says Novus Ordo Seclorum under that that pyramid in the eye, and on the top it says Annuetit Cheptis. And what Annuetit Cheptis means is he, the I, Satan, is pleased with our project. What is the project? The new secularization of the world, the new world order. Whoa. So, so it is a worldwide phenomenon. It's a worldwide focus. And the thing is this. We can get in our school boards, and we should, and we should take it back, okay? We can change the curriculum. We're still going to have to deal with these radicalized teachers. Yeah. And then, but, but the biggest thing, I think the most important thing is that we build an alternative we have the rights through the Constitution to build our own education system to raise our children with people that love them that care about their future and that will raise them and teach them to be the absolute best exceptional individuals they can be because they're free right right and if we do that two things happen we offer an opportunity and an alternative for the good teachers to leave the broken system and come out right and then we offer the kids an alternative and then when parents start seeing that there is an alternative to where their kids can go, people are going to jump ship because this ship is decrepit and sinking. So if, if we can 
if we can open up a door, if we can start getting together, I've, I bring this up all the time. My kids are homeschooled and my wife is amazing. She runs her, her fitness business. She takes care of my house um, and uh, our house, but she calls it my house because she makes me feel bad. <laughs> um, and then she, 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 she homeschools three kids and these kids are, I mean, they do phenomenally well. And it's because it doesn't take much to, to educate a child. They're already inquisitive and excited and everything else. And I won't let them go to these schools because I don't want them to be indoctrinated. And I don't want them to lack the good education they could have. Right. But I want them to go to a school. I want them to have school friends. I want them to have good teachers. I want them to have more than just because I teach them sometimes like today. My wife went on a, a, a ladies trip that she deserves. I taught my kids today. It was stressful. <laughs> it was stressful, yep. but that you know, it's it's something that we should do anyways, right? You know, I should do anyways. But I would like for them to have multiple different people teaching them, so they can learn different ways and they can get keyed into different processes and focuses. Well, it's the idea of what the what the education system was supposed to be like, right. or was once right. uh, in this country, right. and it's just been bastardized right. throughout the last forty, fifty years. Maybe even longer. Maybe even longer. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, yeah. So again, we talked about this. Yes, building our own schools. I mean, that's something that's monumental. But isn't there a way that we can do it at the state level that we don't have to get federal funding mm. for our schools? I think we have. We can plenty create of money. that curriculum in the state. Well, let's go back to the the off the test to stay. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to pay eight dollars a test per kid, up to three times a week, that's twenty one point yeah. six million dollars you're spending for testing. We got enough money, people. There's plenty. What of we money. need in the legislation, and, and I'm gonna ask some legislators. You yeah. know, Rick Bratton. I'm gonna ask him this question when yeah. I see him next week. He's gonna be on the show. We'll talk about that. Later. Yeah, he is coming on the he show is. next week. Right. Um, so I think we need, well, it's been talked about before. The education, the money, the tax money needs to follow the child wherever they go. So whatever money you're paying and, and um, for your kid to go and get a public education, mm-hmm. you should be able to decide where it goes. Absolutely. Whether it is you signing um, a form stating, I want my ch- child's allotment for this amount of time to go to this school, then that's fine. Or if you get money dumped into a specific account for that, whatever. I don't care the mechanism. We could figure it out. You know, we, we've... <laughs> you talking <laughs> about school choice then? School choice, but, but even, more, even more directive. Mm-hmm. Like... like school choice where the money follows you whether you want to if you want to homeschool then you deserve that money to go to your home yeah and and help with your curriculum i mean we spend a lot of money on curriculum not only that we could i mean i would have built a little schoolhouse i was told that it's about thirty thousand dollars that the school loses if you pull your child out excellent so like that's where you hit them yeah Mm -hmm. they don't well i mean that's and that's also the resources we would need right to build our own schools. That one guy, um, Dave, I don't want to say his Dave. name. Dave, yeah. yeah. Just because of, out of respect for him. But his kid goes to a school that is a gym, that is a wrestling gym, and they're thriving. So to act like, oh, I've got to have this or that, like, no. Get outside of the box. Think. Right. Learn. Like, let these kids grow and become who they're, they're supposed to be. And there are amazing people out there who have visions to do this. I got this one guy that he wrote me an email. I wrote him when I found out about his Christian school that he's creating. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I wrote him. He wrote me back. I still haven't had the chance to like give him my attention and read it and respond, but I want this guy to come on our show. I want to give him as much of a platform as possible and encourage a lot of other people to do the same thing. I think we need a decentralized school system so that we have the ability to educate each other. You know, re- 
reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we all need to do that, but specialty skills. Specialized school. I yeah. mean, and learning how to get back onto the land and use the land properly and, and, and use the resources, the natural capital. I heard this word when I got into um, permaculture. And it blew my mind, natural capital. And it was like, you literally can go, if you get in, if anybody out there is into gardening and different stuff like that, if you go out to your, to your property, you can literally, everything that's on your property that's growing wild, you could make into a resource to sell as fertilizer or something else. There's so much natural capital on your land. And when I realized that, it blew my mind. And, but we, what are we taught? We're taught to go to McDonald's. We're taught to go to the convenience store. We're taught to go to the grocery store and get stuff that McDonald's. Wall Street is that controls. A, is that a sponsor? Ding! Give me a bell. Don't ever eat at Walmart. Or Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> yeah. You see how they conflated in my brain? Yeah. Walmart well, and McDonald's. McDonald's inside tomato, Walmart. tomato. They're yeah. the same thing. Right down in front. Anyways, I really think, guys, that we need to start schools. We need to found schools. We need to start schools. And if the Lord's put it in your heart... Act. Hey, is this guy you're talking about? Is he the one um, who went down to Arkansas or was wanting to go down to Arkansas because they were doing? No, uh, no, no. That's good old Jim. Okay, Jim. Yeah. Yep, Jim MC, GM. Uh, good buddy of ours. Um, no, but he's he's interested. I don't know a parent that's not interested. I, I agree. It just looks like such a foreign, large concept, such an un unachievable goal. But in reality, it's super simple. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a mindset, and we have to break out of it. I want my kids to go to school with your kids, okay? So, and yours. Um, I don't want to go, I don't want my kids to go to school with his. That's why they don't. <laughs> we invited him over. Well, Anyways, over. they can come over. They just have to stay downstairs. Don't talk together. <laughs> <laughs> the Anyways. kids go downstairs, the adults stay upstairs. Keep I, them separate. I don't have any kids. Oh, sorry, Sam. You can't. Sam, we're trying to build the boat yeah. for for your kids when they come. That's right. Okay. That's right. Everyone, <laughs> Sam's an amazing individual who has no kids and no girlfriend. Oh, so, I'm just saying wow. he's out. He's just. It's hard to choice? find a good Is it bachelor. By choice? Okay. It's yeah. hard to find a good bachelor. I endorse Sam. Oh, I know what we ought to do what? around Christmas time. We should do like a dating game for Sam. We All of our listeners out there, start submitting your request and pictures, real pictures, real pictures. You know, we don't want that uh, Tinder stuff. Yeah, give us real <laughs> pictures, and we'll do the dating game. Real Christian pictures. I'll bring my I'll bring my microphone, the long skinny microphone. I'll have my suede. T- oh, this is gonna be awesome. Christmas. We're already Market planning dude. it. You're yeah. gonna set already me up. Uh, well, I mean, we will give you options. It'd well, be like we like them. It'd be like. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, It'd be like, like Xerxes that. and um, yeah. Esther, right? You know, that was a great outcome. That's a great outcome. I don't know that one. Read the book of Esther. <laughs> right now, right now. Do it. Was that written by a woman? It, it's by a woman. It's about a woman and Mordecai. I don't know if she wrote it. Not that I wouldn't read it because it's by a woman, but just I, mm, keep digging that hole, Sam. Yeah, those Beverly Cleary books. That was written by. Uh, that's a woman. Those are good. Ramona, Ramona, and whatnot. <laughs> Hey, all my listeners always, out there. You always talk about things that are 10 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the rain was coming down on me in Vietnam, I had to read something. <laughs> you and my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Saved my life. Please. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> initiative petition. We talked about that. Yeah. We talked about DHSS, Kowaroff's acting um, yeah. appointment, which he seems Paula to be. Paula Nicholson. Paula Nicholson. Nothing, we don't have nothing wrong with Paula. And I don't know. We don't have an issue with her at all. All no. we're saying is. is We're concerned about the process. Oh, exactly. Especially since Parson brought in Kowaroff and Shield came in mm-hmm. and Testa Stay and Fluidime. 
and Washington Dolly University. threw a fit. And then he threw a fit. So I can't imagine. He's, he's not like, you happy. Know, I saw the error of my ways. I'm going to bring in somebody that right. everybody wants. Right. He seems pretty spiteful. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems that way. Uh, so anyways, and then we talked, we ranted about the school. It wasn't even on here, but yeah. we ranted about it's it because I think it's very important. It is absolutely important. Because we're going to talk about the school boards later on, and I, it's just... It's so relevant right now. It's so important to to bring up. It's I like your rants. Yes, thank yours you. too, Sam. He does, he's never told me that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing we do want to bring up, and listen, if y'all don't get excited about this, okay, uh, move move away. I don't know. So Senator Rick Bratton, mm. yep, Marine, Marine, yep, uh, he running for U.S. Congress. Okay, he is going to be on our show. Next week? Next week, the 11th. Is that right? Next week, the 11th. Is that right? Is that the Friday? Need more calendars. Is that Friday? I know it's the next Friday. I just want to make sure it's the 11th. It is next Friday. It's it the is next the Friday. 11th. Seven okay. days from today, yeah. Yeah. Senator Rick Bratton will be in studio. Super excited yeah. about that. Um, he I will need another microphone or and a chair. I'm not. I I can't give up mine. Is he? Uh, I'll stand. You'll stand. I'll stand. Yeah. I'll stand. Yeah. At Brett, would you let me do my job? I won't. Would you? Ooh. Would you just? I won't. Would you have like? a little friction. If you over need here. me to bring a folding chair, I will. <laughs> or a hey, student. Senator, have a seat. <laughs> ting, ting, well, he's ting. a Marine. He's used to anything like that. Oh, he can handle yeah. it. Maybe your your brother has something he can like. Yeah, maybe bring maybe. back. Actually, no. I'll have him sit. And then I'll yell at him like a drilling truck. <laughs> He'll love it. He'll yeah. be right at home. Yeah. Um, I'll be like Jack Webb. But the biggest thing, and and even though I'm super excited about him coming, I'm even more excited about the fact that he introduced an amendment that I think has gotten past the Senate and is going to the House. Yeah, this is a Listen to this, people. He has introduced an amendment that will eliminate property tax from his district. Incredible. I can't wait to ask him... <laughs> I can't I didn't even know it was him. possible. I, I didn't realize it was possible on a district level. Me either. So my hey, question is how? Well, Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony Lukemeyer, hey, hey, give us a call. Yeah. Or we'll don't you, give us a call. Just go just do and it. do it. We'll get you on go the show. Go put that amendment in. Call Bratton. He'll be here. We'll get his number for you. I don't yeah. know if y'all talk when you're in session or anything. He's a conservative. Yeah. Um, but we'll get his number for you. You can find out what he did, or we'll print it out, and then you can copy it word for word, and then you can put it in there for us. Yeah, so we're looking for uh, Senator Bratton to let us know what the citizens of Missouri can do for their own districts yeah, to get that done. That's incredible. Yeah, especially after they 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 slapped us with the gas tax. My right. wife said today, she goes, the gas tax is going up. I said, I know. Guys, this is not – understand that this wasn't a gas tax that just went up last year. Mm-mm. It will go up consecutively for the next years yes. until it reaches its final plateau. So it will continue to rise, and that I hope you get, get pissed off every time you see it. Yeah, that needs to go. Yeah. That needs yeah. to go. And, by the way, keep putting those stickers. <laughs> yeah. Keep putting those stickers uh, yeah, on, on those, on those oh meters God. because – uh, what was up there? Alabama. Yeah, and Alabama. Alabama, a guy who came out, they, they did a special on it. So the, yeah. the Biden, I did that when I it's did that, this yeah. big gas price on the on the gas pump. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I, I'm not condoning um, vandalism, all right? It's I, not I, vandalism. I, if it's a sticker? It's protesting. Oh, it's a protest. See, I, I, I'm promoting a protest. Yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to get on. I right. mean, you don't have Fiery, to do it. Stickery, but most, mostly peaceful. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. don't actually like put it on there stickily. Well, I think stickily. Is that another word? He's got a... He, that's another word. Don't that's, put it on know. there. Well, don't adhere it. Don't adhere. Adhesive. Get get um, like, get like something you can just hang it on there. And that way it just that f- comes off stickily. Stickily? 
stickly. Define it. Um, a- adhesive like. Don't, <laughs> don't make it sticky. It should be called stickerly. 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 Don't do it stickerly. Anyway, uh, there was don't a story. use the stickiness. There was on the a back. story down yeah. in South Alabama. In Alabama, and uh, the guy's like, "I take like five or six off of these a day." <laughs> was he complaining, <laughs> or was he know, like, I "Hey, man, I got like because they were all like these. the the news was like, this is a real problem, big problem. They've been vandalizing these things, <laughs> and the and the and the gas stations could face uh, vandalizing." Fines like the gas pump people are taking down come statues in. is okay. Yeah, oh Desecrating yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all, that's okay. Oh, but yeah, sticker? remember when they they oh, wrote man. on 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 Lincoln's face? Yeah. Well, I guess they didn't yeah. actually get up that high. It's pretty high yeah. up there. They they wrote on his shoes. Yeah. Arlington Nath- National Cemetery. They uh, they destroyed. Oh, but stickers are ha! offensive. Oh yeah, ha! look at that. Yeah, we had that hung up. They they desecrated this guy. But you can't put no stickers on a gas pump. Mm-hmm. Talking about the gas. Because what happened, the first thing that Biden did, he got rid of the what? The Keystone Pipeline? Yeah, the Keystone Pipeline. And then he started buying oil from who? Oh, uh, who are those guys? <laughs> just, just east of uh, Ukraine. Russia. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mother Russia. Mother yes. Russia. Yes. That's yes. weird. And now it's he's all like, really. I'm mad at Russia. Yeah. We got to sanction Russia. And I also well, need quit, 500 barrels of gas yeah, real quit, quick. Uh, what was it, $18 billion? Did I ever see that? Yeah, we were energy independent. Unbelievable. Meaning, guys, we didn't need energy from anybody else, and we were actually offering energy to other people, which meant that Russia had less of a hold on anybody else because the European countries didn't have to go to Russia for gas. They had to go to us, and we were all peaceful and stuff, mm-hmm. even though it was all these yeah. mean tweets. We were part of the, the, the NATO countries, you know, NATO allowance. Got to watch out for those mean tweets. Anyways, yeah. okay, let's get back into anyway, Missouri. back to it. Back to it. Bratton will be removing property taxes from his district. Can't wait to talk to him about on that the next show week, next everybody. week. Um, and we want to make sure that we have the understanding for that because I know everybody out there is probably tired of their property taxes. Yeah, and, for and years we, and years and years. Our roads still suck. Yeah. My old man used to complain about that. He used to use a different word, but he used to complain <laughs> about that uh, from... When I was a child, <laughs> try it, Sam. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, personal it, property tax. Like, personal property tax is a joke. Well, eighteen seventy-two needs to go. Eighteen seventy-two. It's theft <laughs> because because how do you keep paying taxes on something you already own? Correct. That's theft. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, because yeah. didn't you buy? Didn't you have to pay a tax when you bought the dog? Yeah. 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 A lot. A lot of taxes and escrow and all that good stuff paid for those taxes. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Should be a good discussion. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I think it's going to be phenomenal. He's a very enjoyable individual. He's fun. And yeah. I think it's he's going to uh, I hope he fits in. Oh, we should do a <laughs> I think he would fit in. I tell you what, we should ought to we ought to do this in a um, an old style black and white. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have lights on us, you know, heat lights, you know, on us. And uh, we'll sit back and forth, just the two of us here, talking here with a black background and cigarettes. You know? <laughs> cigarettes. Talking about the... Uh, I hate the, cigarettes. Uh, well, make me yeah. sick. He's got a ventilator in here. He should That's be fine. That's true. He should be fine. He's got a HEPA filter. This, lamp, this, this plant may not make it. Okay. So, moving on. We're going to talk about, real quick, the redistricting scandal. Yep. Remember, guys, this Continue. is not over. Redistricting scandal is not over. Palm Strategic is was heavily involved in this. Caleb Rowden, uh, Parson... Uh, all these people. So what we want to do is, so what we we alluded to before, but we didn't actually tell everybody, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Um, hit that notification bell. Dang. <laughs> um, what we need to do is we need to talk about the uh, conflict of interest. So we talked about this before. Now, remember, John Ratliff 
Mm-hmm. And Caleb Browden are BFFs. Yeah, they're pals. He uh, gave a real nice speech. Uh, Caleb Browden gave a real nice speech at John Ratliff's wedding. Oh. As his best man. Now, I don't know if the speech was nice or not. I just see the picture. Yeah. And it looks real. It looks real, like a good looks picture. Intimate. So you would think it would be a like, nice speech. Yeah. You know. Most people look good in tuxedos. This is true. Either Caleb Rouse. Well, yeah, he's all right. Um, but point being is, okay, so when all this was going on, remember the redistricting, remember guys, the redistricting was done outside of, outside of committee, right? They came out with this new map and they were like, hey, look at this new map. Anyways. Um, and Parson appointed John Ratliff, the guy who's the, the partner to um, Palm Strategic. Remember mm-hmm. Scott Dykehouse is the guy who wrote the letter for Convict Barclage to Convict get off Barclage, the hook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who likes ranked choice voting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Ratliff was appointed to um, the state um, uh, citizens commission on redistricting. Shouldn't have been because he has multiple legislative clients in the state and the U.S. Congress, right? Anyways, he was appointed there. Um, so this is um, an article that came out um, a couple months back, right? January 24th, 2022. It says, Tempers flare in public Senate showdown as redistricting fight looms. Okay, so while the congressional redistricting lines have yet to be drawn, the fissures among Republican senators became even wider Monday. That's a good word, fissures. Mm-hmm. Fissures. The upper chamber became, which is the Senate, became particularly fraught during an inquiry between Senate Denny Hoskins, Patriot, conservative caucus member, and majority floor leader Caleb Rhino Rowden. I I added the Rhino part. Incredible. Which ended with the latter dropping his mic (laughs) and vehemently walking from his desk, walking away from his desk. He dropped his mic. See, that's why why we should, uh, there should be cameras on the floor so we can get that information. I know. Well, that's why they don't want it because they don't want to see him strutting away. Right, right. Um, So anyways, so Caleb got so pissed off, he dropped his mic and ran away. Okay, vehemently walked away. I say he probably power walked. Yeah. Uh, What was the issue? Yet another rule change. Hoskins proposed adding a rule that would require Senate staffers to publicly identify in the Senate journal if they are working with a registered lobbying or political consulting firm. Seems oh, What a horrible rule. Hey, if we want transparency. If you have if you have inside connections and a conflict of interest, we want you to tell us. Yeah. Son of a biscuit. Yeah. How could you Ugh. My microphone. Walk away. Yeah. Walk away. Get out of here. Hey, Go. Sit back. Sorry. Uh, not over, John. So Hoskins said a Senate staffer, actually multiple, multiple Senate staffers, who is working on the Select Committee on Redistricting was employed with Palm Strategic while also working for the committee and as Rowden's staff member last year. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, guys? It means somebody that was working for Palm Strategic, who have multiple clients, was also on the, the payroll of Senator Rowden, which means it being paid by us, our payroll. Us. Tax dollars. Was also on Personal the redistricting committee, right? So all this conflict of interest, and he's just over there just talking about maps and writing maps, stuff like that. And this is what uh, Rowden says. Um, just a second. So he says, this is going super slow. What's he say, Josh? He says, when people have friends, they do things for their friends. It's called, called Relationships. relationships. Right. It's one, two, three. It's, it's called, called relationships. relationships. Which I don't quite understand what he means by that. I don't either. Yeah. Oh, if, if my friend is a political consultant 
and he's got people on his um you know as clients that want certain districts and then i got access to the committee and i can put him on there then that's what i should do because i'm his friend yeah but how did you have some of his wedding cake it was delicious <laughs> yeah did he have to divulge that relationship did he have to come out and say hey i, I got this guy he was eh, he gave a speech and, oh, no. and what have you no he, he he like no no that's the whole thing denny hoskins senator hoskins was like we should probably make this a rule that if you are working for mm -hmm. a lobbying firm or a consulting firm and also working at the state in other words playing both sides of the fence yeah you should probably tell people so the public can know right Right. This is a I politician. Guess, yeah, this must I, I be a guess politician. Right. The thing that well, yeah, it's a politician. But the thing that surprises me that it wasn't already a rule. Right, it seems like a huge right. Conflict. That is that is a, well. I guess maybe because thank you, Senator, well, for bringing it up. Yes, thank you, Senator Hoskins, because obviously we've been <laughs> we haven't had what we've needed for a while. I just assumed, which made a, a butt yep. out of people. Yeah. Uh, okay, Missouri so jackets. so there are some multiple people. Okay. And, and this is what's funny, right? So I, this came from the, the Caleb Rowden expose, or actually the redistricting scandal expose. So this is what we did. We just kind of got on, um, we just kind of got on, uh, on Facebook mm -hmm. and looked at stuff <laughs> and got huh. on LinkedIn and just stuff. put things together. <laughs> you looked at in stuff? fact, I just typed somebody's name in on one thing and it was like, hey, this is my about me page and it tells me everything. I was like, these people really are dumb. Um, or they think we're dumb and sleepy. They're like, yeah. all of our constituents are sleepy. A little bit of both, probably. Probably. Dumb and sleepy. Yeah. They're dumb and we're sleepy, but we're waking up and they're still dumb. <laughs> Works out in our favor. Anyways, so Ratliff uh, creates a, uh, or does a post with stock, with Scott Dickhouse. Dickhouse. Mm -hmm. How do you say that? That's, I'm, I'm sure not that. even trying to say Let's that. Get him on the it's show. just a dirty name. Um, <laughs> he says... This is October 22nd, 2021. He says, what a week. It's been a great week to spend, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go over that because that's, that's personal stuff. Who are you stuff. impersonating here? Uh, this is John Ratliff. Oh, what a okay. week. That sounded like him. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's multiple explanation points. It has been great to spend the last few days in this area with my people and our Palm Strategic team. This week, I was very honored to receive the 40 Under 40 Award from the American Association of Political Consultants. I bet you were. I've been given many opportunities during my career by clients and mentors who believe in me and have helped me get where I am today. I want to thank people and then spe specifically our team, Palm Strategic Group, for helping me accomplish those dreams. Going down further, thank you specifically to my team, Scott Dickhouse, Dykehouse, whatever. Matt, I know, Matt Thompson. Uh, this person I'm not going to name because I don't think she's a part of the other side. Alexandria Seipert and Stuart Murray. I couldn't have done it without you. So now understand when he says, this is my team. This is my Palm Strategic team. Yep. Now let me read you those names elsewhere. Okay. Alexandria Zunsteg, which is her maiden name, is also Cypret. She is the district director at Senator Caleb Routon. That's what her, that's where, um, her, her LinkedIn says. Okay. And it also says that she was the chief of staff for Senator Caleb Routon in 2018. It says till present, but that's not true because that changed. She j you need to update it, Alexandria. She was the chief of staff back in 2015, geez, and then political director for Rowden for State Senate back in August of 2016. Hmm. So she's been in the mix for a while. Yeah. She was also, she's also on the Palm Strategic Team, yeah. and I believe she was also on the redistricting committee. Uh, the other person, uh, Stuart Murray. 
Yeah. Okay. So I just type in Stuart Murray, you know, uh, Missouri politics. And then this comes up and it says chief of staff in Jefferson City, Missouri. Um, hey there. This is literally, this is his thing. Uh-huh. Hey there, I'm Stuart. I currently serve as the chief of staff to Missouri State Senator Caleb Rowden, R, Columbia, which means he's Republican mm-hmm. from Columbia. Prior work experience, communications director for Caleb Rowden for State Senate. Okay. Consultant for several local, state, and federal political campaigns through Palm Strategic Group. And legislative assistant to state representative Caleb Rowden and some other people. Now, could this all just be a coincidence it that could be. they work for Rowden and then now they work for Palm Strategic? I mean, No, they work at the same time. Oh. That's the conflict of interest. Are you allowed to have two jobs? Is that like moonlighting? is the conflict of interest. And then, and then, so Matt Thompson, and this guy is like supposedly the guy that helped write the map. Uh-huh. He was, so that, so remember in the article, um, uh, Hoskins was saying that he was on his staff last year and now mm-hmm. he's on the redistricting committee. What's up, dude? Yeah. Well, guess what they did? They just switched teams. He went from Team Rowden to Team Shats. <laughs> Let me read this to you. Okay, so this is um, January 6th, 2022. Now, remember, guys, January 6th, 2022, this is when session started, even though they came out with a map a little bit before that, right, the 2022, but now they're sealing the deal. Uh, Missouri State President Pro Tim Dave Schatz from Sullivan named Matthew Thompson to the position of Chief of Staff for his office, effective immediately. Thompson, listen, who is staffing the Senate Select Committee on Redistricting. Let me tell you what that means. That means Thompson chose the people to work on the staff for the staffers. And if you know anything about politics and the way this goes, the staff does the majority of the work. The staff is like anybody who's sent me and you information and we just come out and talk and they make us look good. Mm-hmm. That's really, yeah. that's it, yeah. right? So these are the ones- You gotta do better. These are the ones, I know. These are the ones who are actually doing most of the legwork, right? And putting everything together. And he was in charge of hiring them. He was the hiring manager, basically, yeah. the best way to put it, right? Yeah. And so, and then it says, um, he previously served as legislative director for Senate Majority Floor Leader Caleb Rowden. Thompson brings eight years of state and federal experience to the position, having also worked for the residents of Missouri's third congressional district. You know who that is? Who's that? Blaine Luke Meyer. <laughs> I just put that together. I didn't even know. I got a book here. I oh, have he's a not in that General Assembly. He's not in this oh, one? Oh, yeah, he is in that one. Yeah, he's, he's in, in this one. one. Yep. Yeah, Love was in the air when we got this. Love was in the air. That lady yeah. was super cool. She was like, oh, she was cool, wasn't she? Yeah. So I'll just keep reading this while, you, while you're looking it up. Please. So he is a graduate of the University of Missouri-Columbia. Matt is an accomplished professional who has worked exceptionally hard to build many positive enduring relationships with the General Assembly, said Senator Schatz. I'm confident in his ability <laughs> to manage the office of the President Pro Tem, and I appreciate his continued service to the people of Missouri. Now, you know, what is the word contextually? Um conceptually there we go yeah yeah those those same names are kind of hard anyways point being is is we know that we know the path of of shats we know what he's done we know how he did the whole gas tax and and all this other malarkey that he's been a part of and how he's pushing this the 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 bad map and how he tried to get rid of moon and then had to fold and had to bring him back on which was wonderful um and you know this is the guy he chooses and it was the same guy that was a, a part of palm strategic and he was also with caleb Rowden before caleb Rowden's best friends with palm strategic's principal partner um on the staff 
or on the citizens commission appointed by Parson. There's just so much corruption. Like that's that is all uh, the good old boys network. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. It's a and, cycle. Yeah. It's and cycle. so you've got these people, you know what you want, right? You used to work for the third congressional district, which is Blaine Lutkemeyer, right? All of these people are all winning some way in this map situation. And these are the ones that have been in charge of it. And and Caleb Rowden throws his mic down and runs away like a she bear mm-hmm. because somebody brought it up. You know, so if there isn't anything wrong with it, you would think he would have been able to stand. It just, there yeah, and just been like, oh, dude, listen. Like, I mean, look, these people are qualified to do their work. job. Right. I like these people. I trust these people. This is my pal. He's on here. Right. But the reason why he didn't say that is because it's they're shining a light on their their insider. Yeah. Bull. Yeah. Bull. Bull honky. Okay. So where is the week? Bull honky. <laughs> so consult- a lot of words of the week, man. Consultants, clients. I know. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say next week. Yeah. You'll, Maybe Ratliff will come You'll mess up, up somewhere. <laughs> um, so Jonathan Ratliff, again, um, he is the principal partner along with Scott Dykhouse. Dykhouse? I don't know. Uh, who, remember, that? so, so Ratliff, mm-hmm. one side, has worked on the redistricting scandal. The other side uh, stood in the gap for um, Barklage. Uh, who is also pushing ranked choice voting, mm-hmm. right? So, and that you know, it's funny is they all peer together on old Dar- Dolly Parson. Yep, it's interesting. Yep. Anyways, um, this is uh, on the Palm Strategic site. If you go to the Palm Strategic site, you could read this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it says this is Caleb Rowden, uh His um, um, what is it called? Reference. His shout out. I don't know why I can't his, ever think uh, of that word. Referral, his recommendation. His, his recommendation, his his review. Make up a word. His uh, likability, I don't know. Okay. This, is, this uh, is his promotional statement. Anyways, it says, Jonathan and Scott are- Testimonial? Testimonial. How about there, that? There it is, there testimonial. Testimonial. Jonathan and Scott are the best up-and-coming political minds in the business. I wouldn't have been successful without them. Hmm. I believe you, Caleb. Yeah. I believe you. I have no doubt in my mind. And then let's see what old Blaine Lukemeyer said, the U.S. congressman for District 3. Yeah, what's Blaine said? Palm is unique. Uh Uh-huh. That's interesting. Palm is unique. Um, Let me stretch this out so I can see it. They aren't just good at vision and strategy. They're good at the details of the vision and strategy as well. (laughs) So what? Say that again. (laughs) They're not even good. They're gooder than good. They aren't... (laughs) Palm is unique. Okay. They aren't just good at vision and strategy. Mm-hmm. They're, They're good at the details of the vision and the strategy as well. Okay. All right. All right. So it's not quite as good as so good. Now, they, they don't just, good. They're not just hyperbolic. Uh-huh. They come with a plan. That's right. <laughs> they a got plan notes. hyperbolic. They bring notes. You should yeah. see their notes. Uh-huh. Some of the best yeah. notes I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't even write notes and my staff does. <laughs> they had notes. I saw his pen had half the ink gone. He must have used it. Ooh. Mm, I don't like these people. Anyways. <laughs> really? Redistricting stop. scandal. Palm strategic. You heard the names of the people who were, you know, maybe they didn't do anything. 
Maybe I think not. it's fair to ask them. Yeah, they are on the, the, the uh, public's payroll, mm-hmm. and they are working for Palm Strategic, and they did work on the redistricting map, and we hate the map that they made. The map is not good. Go yeah. back to the drawing board, re-strategize. Or give us that 611 map so that we can take out Emmanuel Cleaver and earn our 7-1. I'll take that one, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm not going to take the Shaw map or the Pelosi mm-hmm. map. We don't want it. No. I hope you guys have remembered to set alarms and uh, send emails uh, what you daily. remind them of that? Yeah, so we they they are going to judge everything based off of the engagement from us. So you need to make sure you're setting an alarm every day, at the same time every day, whenever you have time to do it. It doesn't even matter if it's two in the morning, if you're if you're an overnight worker or whatever. Within the twenty four hours of the clock, ought to do agreed. And all you got to do is ha- is is have your your senator. And then the pro tem, Dave Schatz, and the Caleb, the Caleb majority leader, mm-hmm. uh, Caleb Rowden, um, their emails. And you just need to send them emails. Send them all in one. Send them all in lump sum. You don't even have to send three separate ones. Just nah. like CC them. Um, and, and put on there, I want a 7-1 map. And we do not want the Shaw map. A- S-H-A-U-L. Or you can call it the Pelosi map. They know what you're talking about when you yeah, say it. Yeah, they do. So you say you don't want either one of those maps and you want the redistricting map that matters. Um, and that's the one that's b- given representation for the people. Mm-hmm. Remember, they will tell you that it's, oh, this map is a 4-4 map in a bad year. No, right? it's not. Well, how is a 6-2 map not worse? Like if a 7-1 map is a 4-4 map in a bad year, you think it's going to be bad enough that it's going to sway three districts? No way. Not going to happen. Anyway, if... Okay, if that's the case, then do a seven-one map. Right. Then it's it, right. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. And, and they're just oh, we don't want it. We don't like to bring in the rural with the urban. Well, way to be a Missouri. Yeah. No kid. What's that? That flowed. That, well, that flowed. Yeah. I had to. I'm sorry. I'm bra- Well, exposes them of who they really are. No, right? but he said, "What did you say? Something, something to Missouri? It just." Oh. Yeah. Way to be a Missourian. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't want the real rural. Ah, they don't want the rural in the urban. That way to be the Missourian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so, but it's truly right. True. They're like this is, and this is their reasoning, guys. And and I know some some people out there may may say, well, you know, they don't vote like us. Well, just do your job. Like if you went out instead of saying, I want to make these congressional lines, or I want to make these districting lines, so that I keep out people that I don't really agree with, then how are you winning the hearts and minds of the That's people? Right. How are you doing a good enough job? Like, to me, I feel like what I want to do is I literally want to make policy and do things that are going to help everybody. Correct. And I don't, I don't understand what policies wouldn't because the bad policies that are in place are in place. They're the actual change that keep the people down. Mm-hmm. If we change, like, the welfare state and offered a stair-step program to get out of it instead of saying sucked into it to where I pay you more money if you have a kid without a father and I incentivize you to not have a kid than to have a kid or to have a father, to have a full, a full relationship, that's horrible. That is, de- that, is, that is destroying the family network on purpose. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things we could do. So if you decided that you wanted to go in and be a real conservative and give real valuable legislation that could change people's lives, like school choice, mm-hmm. that would be one of the biggest ones to give these kids good education all across the board, Absolutely. not in just these specific areas, right, but all over the state, and bring these people out of the positions that they've been in, all of us, then who's not going to vote for you? Correct. Yeah. Man, that's what these people have done. They've schemed a way to keep up with their guidelines, to keep up with their narrative, to stay away from the people that don't like their narrative so that they can keep running off with the money and they can keep running off the prestige and the cushy jobs Mm -hmm. instead of getting out there and working. 
and doing real good work and bringing the people to you. Correct. I guarantee you, if you went out there and you were genuinely open and honest and asked what was needed done and went and fought for it, you would have no enemies except for the establishment who are pissed off and want you to stop taking their money and yeah. their control. People are hungry, hungry for change of some sort. And leadership. And leadership. Yes. Speak to them. Yes. Fight in the arena. Yes. Right? Your ideas. That is what is going to get people on your side. You play in this nonsense backroom horse. Yep. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Political game. I cut myself. Whoa. I normally don't catch myself. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're playing these games on the back end and you're looking to keep people out. Right. How dare you? Yeah. I mean, who the, who are, who the hell are you? You can say that. To That's do right. that. Yeah. You know? That's reprehensible. That's, yeah, no, that's I agree. I agree. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's it's discrimination depending on. It doesn't matter who Correct. you are. You know, yeah. like we should. We're Americans. We come together, and that's right. what's necessary. So remember, they need you need they need to hear from you. Call them, and leave it and, and send an email. It right. it literally takes. I mean, if you get a good process down, it takes thirty you, seconds. If that. If that. If that. I mean, you get yeah, your unless phone. you got to log into the computer. Well, Brett, computer over there, Sam. <laughs> Brett uh, types with one finger, so it takes me a while. I lost one of them hitting uh, on. Boy, this guy. On the, he is rude. <laughs> on that note, please like, share, and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I'm, pro- I'm prostituting myself when I say that. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, can I tune in here just for a second? Sure. The, here, yeah, we get Sam paying attention. <laughs> Sam's Sam, Sam prostitute. Sam, Sam brought up something that's <laughs> fire. <Sam's> <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Let us know. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's necessary that they do like comment and subscribe because then more people will get to see it oh uh, and, and that's why you want to do well it. yeah well i think that everybody who's listening is probably under the same yeah, mindset you're right. we're you're like right. we gotta we it gotta. is the game and we have to play the game Understood. you're right sir Understood. now okay. don't fire me for after yeah <laughs> if, if i fire you we're screwed bro yeah <laughs> yeah what am i gonna do with my one finger yeah. <laughs> click <laughs> click somebody hit shift <laughs> <laughs> Actually, with that one finger, I could use that trumpet button. Did you get that beep, trumpet beep, button like I asked? Beep, beep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Truly, though, um, we have to keep keep engaged. I know things fall off. There's so many other things going on, um, but it is so important for us to stay focused on what matters. Because if they slip this in, we're going to be in that, a lot of trouble. Especially that. It's going to make our battle much harder. Yeah. 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 Because they're trying to, they took it off the table. They're trying to get it out, out of sight, out of mind. This is how you can keep it in the right. forefront. Right. And we're going to keep, every time we have an episode, I'm going to bring yeah. it up. Every yep. single every time. Every single time. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move into Eric. Eric. Not Schmidt, not nah, Greitens. Nah. For all of you guys who are like, yeah, not those guys. No? They, no. Don't, they weren't like that? Not, I don't think they were like that. I don't think they were snapping their fingers like that. They I, could have been. I don't, I, I don't know all of our listeners. <laughs> I've just seen so much like zeal and yeah. zest, like on our orange peel, uh-huh. for, um, for these guys. And I'm like, I don't, well, we're not going to go there. It's just funny. It's funny how like electrified it is, and I'm thankful because that means everybody is really engaged on this yes. whole thing because it's important. I yeah. mean, and you know what's funny is we're really no one cares who the Democratic um, no nominee is no. because like we know that we have to push for this. Right. You know? I mean, when you're a six two now, you should be able to get somebody in the Senate yeah. who's a Republican. We That's just correct. now the biggest fear is making sure we get a real Republican and not a Rhino. Yeah. Because that will be horrible. Josh Hawley's worked really hard. We want to make sure we put somebody in working like him. Yes. Because he sure. is our public servant. He's done a wonderful job and he earns and deserves our our um 
praise or our thanks. Yeah. Right. Um, our support. Yeah. 100%. Always keep an eye on them, but it's it, when right. they're doing good things, they, they need to be praised for. Right. It. Absolutely. It's like a good parent. Any good parent. When your kid's doing well, I'm not calling you a kid, Josh. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, they, if you're there, they're more likely to do what's keep you proud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't we can't turn our backs and let the enemy sneak in. Correct. Okay, anyways, ERIC. So ERIC stands for the Electronic Registration Information Center. <laughs> ERIC. Um, it was formed in 2002, and its whole job, okay, its whole job is to clean up voter rolls. That's what it says it does. Yeah. Right? Um, That's what so, the intent is. So it is this big database. Here it is up here. It's bigger than my hands. It's just so you can see it. It's this database up here. And what happens is, is all the data goes up into it so that they can, so that they're, they're, their statement is basically that they are doing it to um, find voters. In other words, they're all like, yeah, we just want to activate voters and get them to vote because that's the most important thing, which it absolutely is, but the way that they're doing it. So here's the thing. This is what they say. Um, Eric is a nonprofit organization with the sole mission of assisting states to improve the accuracy of America, America's voter rolls and increase access to voter registration for all eligible citizens. Eric is governed and managed by states who choose to join and was formed in 2012. That's such a lie. It was formed in 2012 with assistance of the Pew Charitable Trust. Anybody know who spo- sponsors or funds the Chew- Pew Charitable Trust? Tell us, Josh. George Soros. Mm, open society. Huh? Open society. So the and, Eric? And the Rockefeller, um, Rockefeller Family Fund. Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember those guys? I mean, you know, the oil barons or robber barons. <laughs> the guy who changed naturopathy medicine to allopathy medicine. The guy, I don't know if you guys know this, but Rockefeller, through the Flexner Report, go look this stuff up, changed and, and created the medical system that we have now, the centralized medical system, right? Um, and the reason why is because he found out that he could make medicine, prescription drugs that are petroleum-based. What was Rockefeller famous for? Wasn't it oil? Oil. And oil, also known as petroleum. Hmm. Like if you go to the UK, they'd be like, I need some petrol. But I do know. I need, need some, some petrol. petrol. Yeah. Is that a good one? Is that a good voice? Is that a good mm. accent? What's it was a very good one? accent. Good. Yeah. We'll work on that. There'll be another show. I need some petrol. Still not there. No. Okay. So the point being is, um, these people are bad news. Anyways, they create this system. Okay. Let me tell you the guy's name who, who created the fame framework. And founded it. His name is David Becker. Okay. Now, David Becker is a very mean leftist. Like, no joke. So, one of his things, so like, David Becker condemned efforts by President Donald Trump and his supporters to challenge the results of the 2020 presidential election. He has argued that there was minimal evidence of security flaws in voting systems and almost no evidence of fraud. Hmm. He said of the campaign's litigation efforts, frivolous would probably be kind. The fact is, there has never been a presidential campaign that has had more of an opportunity to be heard in court by judges from across the political spectrum and present evidence than the Trump campaign. Hmm. So he's a lying piece of scum. Um, He also called the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, the Fed's direction, domestic terrorism. Hmm. So we, we, you guys getting a picture of where this guy's coming from? Yeah, okay. So he he was the executive director and co-founder of... um, of Eric, he also created the Center for Election Innovation and Research, which is CARE or CIR, C E I R. We'll get into that over the next coming weeks too. Um, but um, before he did that, 
he was um he was in the doj and doing he was in the voting section of the doj for the department of justice civil rights division and where he led numerous investigations into violations of federal voting laws regarding redistricting my, uh, minority voting rights voter intimidation and vote dilution during this, his time at the Justice Department, David worked on dozens of state enforcing federal election laws. But so get this though, um, and then David's appearances in the media include oh. the New York Times, all right, the Washington Post, oh yeah, MSNBC, mm-hmm. and NPR. Yeah, leftist rags. He has oh. been uh, published several times, including by Stanford Social Innovation Review and University of California Berkeley. Oh, okay. Okay. He received both of his degrees from the University of Berkeley. Interesting. That's cool. California Berkeley. Yeah. So, well I mean, yeah, right. So, this is what's crazy. So, he gets an ethics violation in 2005, right? For what? So, it's so funny, right? So, he gets this ethics violation for um, ethics complaint. Oh, okay. he, when it was a, he was a still a trial lawyer in the Civil Rights Division. A formal complaint was made against Becker after he contacted the city of Boston offering to help defeat a lawsuit opened against them by his employer. He's working for the Civil Rights Division. The Civil Rights Division opens a lawsuit against the city of Boston, and the guy who's supposed to be a part of the Civil Rights Division comes in underhandedly and tells Boston, I'll help defend you. Hmm. Because I know people. <laughs> I see. What? So, uh. it, it, the, and what it was said about it, it was the most was unethical the thing ever that. seen. Yeah. And it, uh, by a hardcore leftist who couldn't stand conservatives. He wrote like all of these disparaging things in an email. It all got uncovered in the investigation. Oh, right? okay. Okay. And you know what his, his statement was? What? He said he didn't deny these claims. He said, there was no action taken against me by the Department of Justice as a result of this complaint. Oh. So, uh-huh. no, it just blew it off as irrelevant. Yeah. All right, so anyways, so anyways, this Soros, Rockefeller, so this David is the guy Becker, we're dealing with here. That, well, this is his company, oh, his okay. framework. Oh. So this guy is heavily um, educated in the law framework of elections. It appears to be just based on that article alone and, and some of the other things that uh, you said that he said. Um, I don't know if uh, election integrity is his... Uh, his main objective. Well, he knows all about it. He's studied uh, the enemy. Okay. Right? So he knows he the considered, ins and outs. Who does he consider to be the enemy? Um, election who don't, integrity. Oh, okay. <laughs> election he, integrity. Election integrity yeah, is a bad guy. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, he, oh. he's, he's educated in all this, and so now he creates the ERIC system with funding from uh, Rockefeller Family Fund and mm-hmm. Soros. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he makes this tool, and basically what the tool is is they say that it is something that takes in all the data Okay, um, a voter data, and then helps you find, clean the voter rolls, and help you find um, voters. Okay, now get this. Okay, in 2016, they found 14 million voters. Whoa! They just found them. What are they doing? I don't know. They were just like they were like, hey, y'all, y'all come out here, come out in the light. I don't know why you hiding. We just need you to vote. 14 million. 14 million, and then they found. Guess how many they found in 2020? Hmm, well, let's see here. 14 million. Oh, 17 million. 17 million. 17. That, that's on top of it. It's not like the 14 went away and they found them again and they're counting them again. That's on top of it. They found over like 56 million voters since 2012. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Now, get this. This is how they do it. And the, oh, oh, wait. How many voters in, in New York and California do you think that they removed because they were inaccurate? Hmm. In, combined? Mm-hmm. Twelve. Two. Two. Ah, oh, I was over. I was two. over by ten. Off by one. One. Mm. 
And you know what? Those were all great guesses. <laughs> in two of the biggest states of voting, California, I mean, the biggest state in the union, and then New York, very heavily populated state, they only removed uh, zero. So it's zero to two. So I don't know. That's the combination. They only removed two, but they found over 56 million voters. Now, listen to what happens. When they take the data, this is what you have to do. And remember how I just read it? It says that it's governed by the states, managed by the states. Mm-hmm. It's managed by their bylaws. Okay. okay. The right. bylaws state that they have to submit voter rolls, active and inactive, every 60 days, continually giving them the data. Okay. Not only that, okay, they have to give them every individual in their state's motor vehicle department database. Every individual. And it's if they have a license, a driver's license, or just an ID. That means your kids. That means in the certain states where illegals get IDs or whatever, or immigrants get IDs for immigrant status, or whatever. So they're here legally, but they can't vote yet. So, yeah. You know, they're working on citizenship. All of these people. And you know what they also say? They do not. They said under no circumstances do we want to know if they're illegal citizens or not. I don't understand why. I don't know. Why wouldn't why you want wouldn't to know that? that? They're supposed to yeah. find voters. They're yeah. supposed to clean the voter rolls. But they don't. They want everybody in your DMV database. Okay, licensed or with an ID. They don't want to know if they are um, illegals or not. They don't want to know their voting status. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they just upload them into the thing and to the database. And then through the database, this guy from IBM is one who created the actual tech. Right. So homeboy Becker created the uh, framework, the architecture of it. So the legal sphere. And then the other guy created the actual tech. So they take this all. Listen to the, 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 the data they want. Okay. They want, um, then the data includes names, addresses, date of birth, driver's license number, last four of your social security number, your voter activity, phone number, email, your title, and your type of citizenship. But they don't want to know if you're legal or not. Okay. So let's stop there real quick. So these bylaws aren't state bylaws. These are Eric bylaws. These are contract laws for this nonprofit organization. Okay. That. Okay, yep. and that is a lot of data, a lot of private information that the states, thirty-one states, are are handing over, are handing over to and a private is, company. And this is what they do: they use them to cross-reference. So there's thirty-one states a part of this now. Mm -hmm. So they cross, they say they're using it to cross-reference. But if they find out that somebody's a duplicate name, they just give it back to the states, and then the state has to reach out to the other state to verify. So they don't even do anything. Right. So so what the the concern is is you have the ability to come in here and what they do is then they provide targeted lists to the states of people to go after for voting and why those targeted people is there a reason well, for that well they're just trying to get people voting i see yeah uh -huh. this person could vote and they're uh -huh. not voting and you need to vote them whether it be somebody who who is approaching voting age 17 years old and will be 18 when the time comes mm -hmm. they're on that list or if it's somebody who's been inactive that needs to be pushed into active status and their laws say that you have you have to 95 percent of the people that are put on the list have to be contacted and solicited for voting to register to vote within 90 days if not they'll kick you out of your group they'll kick you out so Eric they, will kick yeah, them out. Yeah, but the states manage it. Uh-huh. Mm. Sure they do. Right? So so the membership fee to get in is $25,000, but then it can cost millions to fund the activities and membership dues. And guess, get this. The membership dues are created every year by the board of directors. Of okay, Eric. Of Eric. Every year. And they create it and they put it on the schedule. And there is no rhyme or reason to it. It's, it's completely up to them. Arbitrary. Whatever they want to put out there, however they want to put it up. And you got to pay the dues. It costs millions of dollars to do it.
taxpayer funded oh, yeah. million our money of it cost us millions of dollars to do it and this is what's crazy so if they've come up with 56 million voters or just in 2020 they found 17 million voters that they hadn't found before that hadn't voted before or were inactive status or hadn't voted recently right and they've only cleared off like literally two people from a voter roll and then they can cross-reference these votes they can exchange these votes so the fear is when you have all these mail-in ballots mm -hmm. when you have all of these drop boxes when you have all of this no excuse early voting that our senators want to put in right they now have the database of people to cover that so i can pad the voter rolls now yeah. oh you got oh don't oh, you got five million extra votes i got five million people you can swap mm -hmm. because guess what if you're in say they have you cross in three states well the only way that we're going to find that out is that they tell all three states and then the states go and they actually verify you specifically the states themselves so they're not doing it they're not going to do that no so it is a database that allows all of the all of the voting records it aggregates every living individual that is actually in the state puts a name to a registration basically and then allows for a vote so they are finding votes it started by the Soros. it's the, the beginning funding was soros and rockefeller it was started by david becker right who is a complete leftist right you heard what he said about january 6th right domestic terrorism you heard what he said about the trump campaign zero fraud we see everything what did wisconsin just come out and say yeah yeah. To decertify. They're wanting to. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, their special counsel came out and said this needs to be done because this was completely fraudulent. Right. Yeah. Whether they do it or not, that's a different story. Agreed. Different state. Agreed. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Agreed. On the next show. So, so the point being is, so is let me, uh, go so ahead. before you, before you go on. So, um, Eric is in the state of Missouri. What I would like to know is how did that get in the state of Missouri? Who signed off on it? What signature? What uh, legislation was passed? Was it on a ballot? How did that get in? Who's paying that uh, that uh, that fee, that twenty five thousand dollar fee, and then the hidden million dollar fees every uh, every year? I um, I so so I have the same questions, and I I actually texted um, Jay Ashcroft. So I remember when we went down to Clay County, the senators thing. Mm -hmm. Was it Clay County? It was right. It was Clay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was there. He's great dude. Yeah. I have no. Secretary Ashcroft, I'm putting this out there. I have no qualms with you whatsoever. I don't, I, none. I actually, you were a very down to earth person. You talked to me for like 20 minutes and I, I, I walked away liking you. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't know you before that, but my, my initial impression is that you're a good guy. And I've heard from a lot of people that you're a good guy. So yeah. when I say this, I'm not putting any disparaging. I was out wasting there. my time with Billy bars. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the point being is, is I text him cause he gave me a cell phone number and he was like, most people don't think that's my cell phone number, but it is. And I believe him. And I, somebody I was talking to the other night. It's like, yeah, he does that. And he probably shouldn't. <laughs> I was thought the same thing. I was like, he probably shouldn't give this to me. Um, but anyways, this is the first time I actually have used it. And I text him. I just asked him simple questions. And it's just so that everybody understands, and maybe this is some questions that we can all ask, right? Now, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. That's not to say that he won't. Uh, you know, this guy is the Secretary of State. It's not like he has um, a bunch of time on his hands, right? So let me just find this text real quick. Okay. So um, the questions are this. Who was involved, and how was it decided that Missouri would become a member of ERIC? And then second, uh, who has direct oversight of this relationship? And then third, what is your professional opinion of our partnership with Eric? 
right? And I just, I literally want to ask him because I, well, if anybody should know, it should be the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like, I, I respect his opinion. So I did ask them that. I hope that we get a response back um, because those are important questions because I don't know how it happened. Right. And knowing how this works, the, the worst part, guys, is this. So Eric has in their contract, they have um, a, a, a clause in there or whatever, a line in there that states that you can't make the, it's called the election list maintenance records. Okay, you can't make the election list maintenance records or the data public. Okay, well there is a law, that's the um, uh, New Voter Registration Act from 1993. They mm -hmm. call it some people call it the Motor Act, uh, and it has a public information provision in there that states this is federal law that states that the list maintenance records must be made public. But Eric is saying that they can't per contract. Eric is telling the states they can't yeah. per the contract, okay? And so what the states say when we say, okay, hey, we want to see this. Now, I haven't asked Missouri. This is just what's happened in multiple other states that are getting sued over this kind of stuff. They say, and let me explain real quick what list maintenance records are. So it's active voter, inactive voter, changing from inactive status to active status, changing from inactive status to ineligible status. Might be because you moved. Might be because somebody passed away. Right. Or you, you, got, you became a felon and you can't vote or something like that. Right. So it's just the reasons why um, you can't or can or can't vote. You know, that person's dead. You, you mark this person dead. Why? Obviously because they're dead. But we're saying, like, do you have a validated death certificate? You know, mm -hmm. what 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 is the reason? So that is the information that by the um, Motor Act or the new Voter um, Registration Act, that public information provision states that we have the right federally federal law which this one trumps state law and it's not repugnant to the constitution um we have the right to see it okay well in eric their rule their contract their private contract right with the state says that you can't share that so if you ask the state the state says oh i can't because if i do it validates the contract with eric right well guess what there's this thing called void for public policy that is something that you learn in the first year of, of uh, law school when you're learning contract law, that any, any policy or anything that, um, any um, issue put into a contract, any contract that breaks the law is void because of public policy. In other words, the, guy, the, the example the guy gave was, you can't make a contract to say that we're gonna race down uh, I-29 going 95 miles an hour mm -hmm. during rush hour, because that's illegal. It's illegal. Right, so that is void for public policy. So if he took that to the courts, right? If, if Eric was like, oh, you broke the law. And they were like, well, and they go to court, they'd be like, no, struck immediately because that's void for public policy. So Eric has a contract that is void for public policy that the states hide behind. So Eric is just a smoke and mirrors because what they do is they do the data, they give the data to the state, and then they say, mm-hmm. That sounds like where the attorney general could come in and sounds have a like case. It. Sounds like I wonder if he would. Yeah. Schmidt. Are you willing to do some more work before you go to the Senate? That might be a good one. But it also sounds like, too, we can get out of it if we don't, uh, what'd you say, it, uh, we have oh, we to... The, the contract is void as is. Yeah. So, yeah. so the state doesn't have to worry about it, yeah. right? And, and get this. There was this thing called a Kansas cross-check. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. I just heard about it today. So basically, it was the same kind of thing that Eric was doing with clean and voter rolls, but it was for free. It was free. It was a free service, Kansas cross-check, and they were working, all the, com the, all the states were working together to cross-reference data. Yeah. Right? The way it should be. And it was free. And then they went after them with legalities and all this other shit and took them out so that 
Sorry. So that. Um, but how could they take them out legally? What? 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 Because they were they saying break? they were like, like they, it's it's data that can't be touched. You know, they they just use. They just, yeah, they just use the law against them. Uh, anyways, they just threatened them with a lot of different lawsuits and stuff. So they kind of shut it down. But the whole point was is they didn't want any um, any competition for Eric because you got to understand this. Who are they going to go to and find out the other, the, like, how can they go validate any of this? There's right. no one to go validate it to. If Eric controls Missouri's voter registration, how can we go get it validated by anybody else? We can't. So if Kansas has Eric, we can't go to Kansas. We're right on the border. Move from one state to the next, but we can't go and validate. Nope. And so they control it. So it's a monopoly in that sense. And, but the whole point is, is it's a, it's a smoke and mirrors for the states. Yeah. Eric is just a a beard for um, a beardless man. You know what I'm saying? Like they they use Eric as their way out of showing you the list maintenance data, Got it. and they Got also it. use Eric as a source. So the state's to get not a data. prisoner. They mm. they're pretending that they're a prisoner of Eric. Right. Ah, well, this but, is and then and then Eric, when you what I just read is pretending that they're just a servant of the states. Yeah. Interesting how that works. Who's responsible? That's what I want to know. Any of our listeners, any of our watchers, if you guys have some insight on that, send it over to us. Yeah, yeah. Info at Missouri uh, com. That's where you can submit all kinds of, of information. Yeah. Uh, and like, share, and subscribe, and ding that bell. Ding. Um, so, I mean, but that's the thing. So, I, I've heard about Eric. I've got a friend of ours... Um, Cam, she is amazing. She's been digging into this for a long time, and she's been talking about this, and I finally had the capacity and the bandwidth in my brain to go in and look at it, too, and I only spent two days on this. Really, I spent like three hours total just kind of going through all kinds of different articles, and they've already been, there's already been some great work done, and the reason I'm even bringing it up is because it's in Missouri, Yeah, and, and this is a problem. The same guy, the David Becker guy, he created the Eric architecture. He also created CEIR, which is the same thing as CTCL, which is that, is that and I got to dig into more of that to give more details, but it was that same mechanism that Zuckerberg used to recruit people to give out all that money so they could get drop boxes and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. So, so David Becker gave out, um, distributed $69.5 million in grants for, from Zuckerberg yeah. in 2020. For the election. So, Eric is bad. And see, this is, the, this is what frustrates me. And this is where, I, you know, I'm coming in, like, thinking about all these people. Every one of them. Schmidt, Ashcroft, um, well, Parson, he, we don't even, we're not even considering him anymore. We know where yeah. he lies. But, you know, I just want to know, like, why isn't anybody taking a stand for this? Mm -hmm. Is this not important? I, I would love just a simple ex answer that I can validate, right? That this, oh, that, well, this is what we do with Eric, or, or will you show us, you know, write, write this, let's write the Secretary of State, let's write the legislator, let's write sure. somebody, let's write the director. Who is that lady? Uh, she is the director of, um, she's on, so everybody is on the board, right? So bylaws, membership, summary of membership guidelines. Oh, and they haven't put out an annual report since 2017. <laughs> So, but they had to do it annually. Chrissy right? Peters, she is the executive committee member. She's the senior director of elections in Missouri's elections division. So let's call her. Say that again. Say that Chrissy, again. Chrissy C R I S S Y Peters. Yeah. Chrissy Peters, executive committee member of Eric. She's also the senior director of elections, Missouri elections division. So Ashcroft, you know what? Forgive me. You're probably not the one we should go to. We should probably go directly to her because if anybody has the direct insight, it's the executive yeah, committee let's write member. Her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, Chrissy Peters, let's send her an email and let's ask her this. Will you provide the list maintenance records for our voter rolls? And see what they say. Yeah. If she does, good. And then ask her, why are you an Eric? Why? why when, did you yeah, when was that? that decision made? Why yeah, we, I need to find why that out too. Why did we continue to be? When in did it? this? Well, and I think how it was, was this? How was this um, uh, keeping our elections open safe. and honest and fair, right. safe, all that? Safe, yeah, yeah exactly. That'd be nice. Um, just, just on the surface, that all seems highly questionable. Oh yeah, especially when you're talking George Soros here. Or right? Anybody who's involved in it, George Soros, the yeah. the the Rockefeller uh, Family Fund. Yeah. David Becker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I then, knew a David Becker. Did you? Yeah, he's not the same guy. Though. Yeah, hopefully he was a better the guy. The guy I knew was a good guy. Oh, good. Yeah. We like that, David Becker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so this is what's going on. We have this, this so, and this is a multi-tiered scheme. So you have this database that basically collects, it's, it's like, it's like a, a goodie bag. I think that's the way that um, Jovan Pulitzer put it. Mm. They have a goodie bag. And they use that goodie bag where they need it. Mm. Oh, you got some extra, you know. They watch all of the elections. They keep up with the trends. So like in Platte County, people are like, it's, it's kind of purple. No, it's not. No, it's not. Platte County? Yeah. No. It's a red it's county. Yes. Mm-hmm. The reason why it looks purple is because they're doing this kind of stuff. They ping in. They slowly, they literally, they take their time and they slowly take over these places. These people are methodical. Yeah. I mean, if you follow the Rockefeller family or the Rothschild family or whatever, they, this is a long-term goal. These people are the spawn of Satan, and they literally have a long-term goal of taking over the world. And They're this relentless. is the way they do it. Yes. They're relentless. Yes. And, and I don't... and. I don't mean Democrats or whatever. I mean these people who are part of this system, whether they be Republican or Democrat, and I use those quotes liberally. Yeah. Uh, it's the people who are yeah. part. It's the people who are a part you are of. You correct, sir. Yes. It's the people who are part of the process purposefully, like knowingly. We've knowingly. heard people knowingly. say that, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Knowingly, like Adam Schiff. Yeah. Um, yeah. These people, if they're Democrats, Soros and the gang, they're not for Democrats. They're, not. they're not for those people. They're they're they looking use to dominate. whoever they can yes. to get what they want. Exactly. Right. And you know, so let's make sure we know that. We also we're gonna come out, we have more stuff coming down the line with election fraud. We have someone who has actually looked into the Mike Lindell data and vetted the, the IP addresses themselves, and it will blow your mind. How many how many votes were changed in hacked? It it's, could be it, a two show. Oh, easy two show. Easy, it could uh, two episode show. Well, and and then we also never, have um, a phenomenal patriot who um, also has evidence, black and white evidence that the machines right that were brought in were not lawfully certified. Mm-hmm. So think about that. We've got evidence about the hacking. We've got evidence that the machines were faulty. And we've got evidence that there's a system called Eric that helps goodie bag all the all the extra needed votes, pad the machine, right? Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had X amount more voters than such and such. Here we go, we covered that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's all starting to come together. And and what we need to realize is Missouri was 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 fraught with fraud as well. Um, and, you know, we don't like to talk about that because we went red and we got what we wanted or whatever. Hey, but, but we want it to be honest. We want it to be honest. I don't care. You know, I was talking to the, this person, this patriot the other day, and it was like, you know, all these people are worried about, well, you know, I go to this person and they say, well, you know, how am I, how can I help if the election was fraud and I'm out of office? And it's like, is that what you're concerned with? Right. 
I don't know. I mean, who's somebody's got to be in office, at least interim, you know? And, and the thing is, is if, if we get the right people in and then they expose all this fraud and they undo everything and then we have special elections, don't you think they'll get elected? <laughs> so I don't know. It's, 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 it's up to us as a people, because if we don't do it, we're, we're com- I mean, they're not going to do it. They, right. they haven't done it and they're not going to. Yeah. And we have good people, regular people out there who have actually done the legwork and we're going to bring them on the show yes and we're going to let them yep. present their evidence yep. it's going to be fantastic it's going to be absolutely amazing so stay tuned remember like share subscribe hit that bell Dang. Um, because truly the more that we get this out i've been meeting people and they're like what are you selling i was like the truth <laughs> but it's free yeah. yeah. <laughs> so share it. Share it with everybody. Get them involved. Show the clips. Sam and his team have been doing a phenomenal job clipping this stuff up. I mean, truly. Um, so share the bite-sized stuff. You don't have to share this however long we're going tonight. Um, I appreciate everybody who stays with us. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to share it. You can it's a beautiful night out. Clip it. Locally. Yeah, it really yeah. is beautiful. Maybe they're night. listening to us outside on their porch. Maybe. That would be great. That would be really cool. That'd Drinking nice. some tea or some yeah. lemonade or yeah. some or an Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. Palmer. Palmer. Pa- Ar- mm. Palmer. That was just a fail. Uh, Arnold Palmer. Arnold it is half Palmer. lemonade, half tea, if anybody knows that. And if you just drink it right, it's half unsweet tea. Yeah. If you drink it with sugar, and um, sweet tea, and lemonade, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to do that? I ordered an Arnold Sam's keeping Palmer me from one being time. a slouch. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a drink. I thought it was a, you know, a oh, you can put, You can put some whiskey yeah. in it or some vodka. Uh, well, yeah. I, I thought that, that that's what they were going to do. Don't do and, it and uh, sit in your truck. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, there was no alcohol in mine. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to move into the last area. We're going to do some calls to action. Call to action. Mr. Yes. O'Rear has that for us. Yeah, yeah. So oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say summary election. Eric, look into these things. E R I C, Electronic Registration Information Center. Make sure you look in and dive into what the initiative p- petition is, what it means, what are the different. Uh, laws that are coming out or the opportunities for bills that are coming out we could have we don't know which one specifically yet that that's going to be on the ballot as far as i know if i'm wrong please tell me because i'm going to dig into that as soon as possible um and then remember the redistricting scandal remember palm strategic remember caleb rowden remember dave shots shats shats uh gas tax shats um and remember how they had um conflicts of interest people working for palm strategic who also had clients that were a part of the redistricting scandal and on um, the redistricting committees so remember that stuff bratton will be here next week yep Yep. go ahead sir okay so this is going to be the local corner we're uh talking about the uh, school board school boards are coming up here when are they coming up sam that's right april 5th (laughs) so everybody very important just step one of getting good people good patriots on your school board i have a list here uh, of the surrounding area if you have more if there's more on your um in your district in your area send them over to us we will read them on the air um so we'll start with the uh liberty school district and we'll put all this information on our site correct uh with their links and everything so kyle bryant and dan currents i believe i'm saying that name right kyle brant bryant and dan currents running for liberty school board get out to vote uh for them uh north kansas city school district Dwayne bartz bartz b-a-r-t-s-c-h Dwayne. 
Everybody got that? Yeah. Okay. I can't say it, but I remember it. Okay. Nice. Nice. And the next one, I'm going to butcher this one too. I'm the I'm the on this one. All right. So uh, <laughs> uh, Josiah J O S I A H Betchold. What? What? Betchold. Spell it. Okay. We're going to spell this one, everybody. Beckhold? B as in boy. E C H T H. O L D. Bechtold. 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 All right, we'll go for that. Yeah. North, North Kansas City School District. Again, write me. Let me know if I'm saying them wrong. Yell at me. Maybe leave us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. That's <laughs> so right. we can hear it. That's right. So we can hear it. That's right. Or it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, in the Kearney School District, we have Stacy Rule and we have Lynn Broughton. B R O U G H T O N. Oh, it's been Broughton. It's been. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then Park Hill, uh, something that is near and dear to us will be Corey Terrell and Tammy Thompson. Yay. Those yeah. are my favorite peoples. In Smithville School District, Whitney Carlisle and Chris Palmer. Yes. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Platt County, we're missing one. There is a Mike Claxton, which yep. we... So it's are, Mike and Mike is what Mike you need and to Mike. remember. Who's the, what's the other I forget Mike the guy's name? last name. Yeah. Claxton, I love that guy yeah, very Mike much. Yeah, Mike and Mike. Eminem. But I it's Eminem. they did Mike that. Mike and Mike. That's a, that's, that is a gold uh, marketing campaign that they did. Agreed. Eminem, Mike and Mike. It's great. Um, and then in Independence, we have Josh Hill. Josh Hill. Meet yep. him. Uh, we're going out to do his video. We're doing a video tomorrow. for him. We're doing a video yeah, for him tomorrow. that's right. Josh, Make sure you're ready, buddy. Yeah, we do videos. We do videos, guys. We We do do. commercials. And that is going to be April 5th. I'm going to pound it until April 5th. It is so important that we get out to vote. Sam, I hope you are registered. You and your little pals. Your little pals. Yeah. And also, too, let's uh, let's continue to bring up that Take a Stand Now, Missouri. Absolutely. Very, very important group. Uh, Melinda Clark San, remember? Yeah. was hyphenated. Patriot Attorney. Patriot Attorney uh, representing Ray's Cafe. Ray's Cafe and also all the helping all those uh, families who... Uh, loved ones have been held hostage by the tyrannical yep. boards. Still the stuck hospitals. in hospitals. Yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And she need, remember, go to the website. She needs uh, resources, right? A lot of this stuff she's doing pro bono, but she needs the resources. She needs lawyers. If you're an attorney, you know an attorney, please step up and help her do yep. this good, good God's work, really. Um, and let's make sure that... We let her know how much she's appreciated. Um, and again, if you can support her financially, if you can give her resources, you can give her connections, if you can send her cookies, whatever the case may be, literally support means everything. Yeah. And it comes in all shapes and sizes. Let's be a community. Absolutely. Sorry. Melinda, thank you for all the work. Yes, ma'am. Doing. Thank you very much. Uh, and then last but not least, um, this is something that is near and dear to both Josh and I, uh, the Memorial Fund, Justice for Riley. Um, Youngblood. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think you guys remember this last week. Uh, young man uh, working, going off to work. He was killed. He was murdered in a road rage yep. incident. Say allegedly, on that. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. He was. Um, he was. Guy, guy, yeah. Well, it's on it's, camera. The guy yeah. shot five shots, and and Riley's no longer here. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I. Uh, I mean, I. I. I, I understand the I legal. Understand You're allegedly. right, but still. Uh, but that, yeah, keep um, him and his family in in uh, in your prayers. And uh, and we put the memorial fund on our website. Uh, It's in the Patriot Action, uh, Patriot Call to Action section. You can click there, go to their GoFundMe page, and 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 give to that family. It's it's I I believe it's all going to his daughter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll have all that information on our website. Um, So 
support it the best you can and get out that vote April 5th for school board. Absolutely. Back to you, Josh. All right. So last thing, um, um, thank our sponsors again. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Christmas lights. Get in front of it, guys. You're going to be mad. You're going to be like, I should have done this. Yeah. I have to now put these up. Men, if you don't want your wife to tell you, because I'm going to probably hire him, you hold my spot. Humble yourself. Hold my men spot. Hum- you? Humble yourself. Uh, yes. Yes. Humble, yes. Men, humble up. yourself and let someone else do your lights. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else do my lights if that's a thing. And yeah. now it is. Um, and especially because it's Let's Go Brandon. Yeah, that's true. If you get, I hope you have like Let's Go Brandon stickers or something like that. Well, see, this find Christmas it was so nice. Oh, yeah. You can find them on Facebook. It was 100%. warm. I, I went out there and did it myself. It was great. Now, if it's cold, mm-hmm. if it's cold. It was the worst year ever for putting up Christmas lights. My wife like berated me over it. Why is that? Because I didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I finally did wife. it. She did it, really. She's such a go-getter. She does it herself. So she teaches your kids. She cleans your house. And she put up the Christmas lights. I'm not and sure then I just Josh get to does. come here and talk for a yeah, little bit. Josh talks for two hours <laughs> while his wife's putting up Christmas lights. Just get to Are rant. you hiring? Um, yeah, right. Uh, and then also, uh, Dinami Health and Fitness. Uh, you can do fitness from afar. She has um, uh, on-demand workouts available, and she also does a boot camp uh, at her gym in uh, Weston. In one week, Sam's gains went from 14 to 50. <laughs> to 14. No, 7 to 50. Seven, seven and a half to 50. I thought we were week. rounding up. Yeah, but he went up to 50. Incredible. Incredible results. You round up from seven and a half to fourteen. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then Common Cohen's Art and Frame. Cohen's Art and Framing uh, in Platte City. She does amazing work. Custom frames. Custom. You know, especially if you are out running for um, an elected position, go ahead and get. Um, uh, your signs made. Your cards made. Uh, your frames of your your. Your winning photo. Your winning photo. Whatever. Yeah. She does all kinds of great work. So uh, she makes T-shirts. Um, all kinds of different things. Um, and then lastly. I want to uh, kind of just cover a quick word from the Lord. So, oh, but, uh, we got one oh, more. What was it? Who was it? Jason. Oh, and Jason Emerson. But we haven't. Yeah. Haven't technically, I mean, it's coming. Right. Yep. Got He's it. a realtor. He's amazing. I can give yeah. you his phone number. I just don't have any of his information on the site yeah. yet. So that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Um, we'll but we're going to have an amazing commercial. I am super excited yeah. about it. It's he going to be a blockbuster uh, because he is. Well, he's a friend on top of being an amazing patriot and a great business owner. Um, okay. So last thing is, is just this word. So we faced a lot of things as a nation, especially the past two years. Um, and I was reading Psalm 77 and it was an absolutely amazing, astonishing moment for me because what it said was it, it, it was basically talking about how like, um, it was referencing the, the Exodus, right? So the people leaving Egypt and getting out of, um, the control of Pharaoh and Pharaoh has, you know, the greatest army uh, at the time in, in known history. And these guys were just, you know, ex slaves turned into free men and women. And they, you know, they were facing this. So God moved them into um, uh, basically like what they would consider, what you would consider a trap almost right on one side, on both sides, there was high mountains. Right. And then in the back of them was the red sea. Um, some say the sea of reeds, but point being is, is it was a very vast body of water. And then in front of them was Pharaoh's army. And what the psalmist says is God's way is in the sea, in the deep. And what that means, he said, not was, is. So in other words, when you're thinking about life and the things we're facing as a nation, as a people, in your own personal life, whatever the case may be, it may make sense sometimes to do what, anything else but what God actually has planned, right? So the Israelites, they were about three million of them, I think. 
And Pharaoh's army wasn't that big. They were, they were very strong. They were chariots. They were very well armed and so on. But they could have fought, right? And they could have fought. There would have been a lot of loss of life. They may have won, right? Very possible they would have outnumbered them enough to win. Uh, but there would have been a massive loss of life, okay? They could have also um, ran off and ran up into the mountains, right? And scurried away. But they'd have left all their oxen. They would have left all of their cattle, you know, all of their livestock. They would have left all of their wagons towing their stuff. So in other words, they would have lost everything just to save their lives. But God stood in the gap for them through that pillar of fire, and, and they waited. Now, granted, they didn't wait patiently the whole time. They murmured and complained. And they freaked out a bit, but they waited. And then God's way came through the sea, the deep. And so he split the sea. The, the wind came through the night. It wasn't just this quick, bah, like, you know, like we see in the movies because we don't have a lot of time to wait. Um, but in, in reality, an east wind or a wind came and started carving through the water. And it lasted all night long, right? And so eventually it was completely parted and they went through on dry ground. That's a really important statement. Not only did he part the ocean, but there was dry ground they went through. And why is that important? Imagine taking, you know, a wagon <laughs> or your kids or anything through mud. You'd be bogged down, it'd be horrible, whatever. So in other words, he parted the sea, he did it within the right timing, and he gave a perfect, clean, solid path for them to go through. And they went through, and then he goaded the enemy into that path, and then he completely destroyed their enemy and completely saved them. Yeah, I thought saw this in a movie once. <laughs> yes, Charlton Heston did. did something One of the similar greatest to movies this. ever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what I thought. I knew that sounded familiar. Absolutely. But the idea is, is the psalmist says his way is in the deep, not was. In other words, that's God's character. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he will always provide a way. Our job is to wait on him. Our job is to be faithful. Our job is to trust him. If we trust him, he can move through us. If we don't trust him, then the word of God says, fear of man causes a snare or a trap. So when I get afraid and I act in fear, I end up trapping myself. But if I stay free and I stay trusting, then I will stay safe and I will be under the wings of the Almighty and he will bless me. And that's, that is a promise. That is a promise that is enduring forever. So whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're facing, whatever is in your mind, understand that if the Lord hasn't opened a path for you, then wait on him. And he will make a way through the deep and it will be a glorious thing because if you go back in, in Exodus and read, after that happens, there's a whole chapter devoted to the song of deliverance that Moses and the people sing. And that can be your song too. So remember that. That'll be it for uh, episode Trace. All right. Thank you, Sam, for having us. Sam, you're we'll have to come back next the week greatest too. producer I've ever had. I'm hoping that next week I'll come in and Sam will be smiling. Yeah. Because every week yeah. it's been like Sam is like. Yeah. There was a. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I don't know. Something's wrong. Yeah. There was and, smoke coming out of the dumpster. But you know what? Every single time a man comes through. Yeah. Pulls through like a champ. So yeah. I appreciate you, Sam. You're a wonderful In fact, blessing. if I come in next week and everything's okay, I'm real nervous. Agreed. We might need to like, maybe something happens. I'll like, break some. light I'll, will fall on us in the middle of it. Hopefully everything's like it's on fire because yeah. it'd be an amazing episode. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys very much. We love you. God bless you. Keep praying for us. Tune in, share, like, subscribe, hit that bell. That's right. See ya. Thanks, everyone.